I don't care if you've been waiting on that Spider-Verse 2 trailer to drop all night if you up smash that like button. Welcome to Black and Black Challenge. Betty I'm your host, Cthulhu's Party, coming to you live and direct from the Vista. Smoke me out, fam, with that damn shit on my left, your boy Blue. Back when we were kids, we didn't have an Xbox. All we had was a box. <laughs> Engineer on the right, talking about on ones and twos, Kronos. Hey, uh... After this podcast, even doing this podcast, no, just pause the podcast. Call one of your loved ones and just tell them you love them. If they're in the same room with you, walk over to them. Just tell them you love them. You know, I've, I've had some difficult times over the past couple of days. And uh, appreciate what you got, man. It's just, yeah, appreciate what you got. I'll leave it at that. Good shit, good, good shit. shit. All right, we back, back up in here. here. No old ninja. Stitch may be joining in um, at some point. We'll see. But we're back up in here for, damn, it's already holiday season. December. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. It's December. Yeah, ho- uh, not Halloween. Christmas is uh, on the way. The war on Christmas, once again, has been won by Christmas. It was won by Christmas uh, when Halloween started. So, y'all stop, stop complaining about the war on Christmas. All right. You're going to see record sales of something and a bunch of money. You're never going to stop seeing Santa Claus and pagan trees and all the kinds of nonsense and Jesus and the mangers and all that. Stop making up a story about the war on Christmas. Yeah. Hey, if, if, the, if, yeah. if there was a war on Christmas, it would America would be Christmas. And I don't know. Just... It'd be like Angolia would be the opposing <laughs> opponent at this point in time. Yeah. We would definitely win. My 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 question is, who? I mean, there's not even a close second. You know what I mean? Hanukkah is a small potato. No no disrespect to anybody, but it's small potatoes compared to Christmas here. Let's be real. Yeah. You, you know, New Year's is not going to win. Um, uh, certainly, Kwanzaa is not. Nothing else is going to win. <laughs> Can I, hold on, I can't even think any. I want to keep it 100 right now, okay? Because I, I, I said it on this podcast, and I just want to correct myself. I'm surprised nobody called me out. Maybe you guys, I think probably Prodigy and uh, Old Ninja just probably rolled their eyes when I said this. But I said that uh, Kwanzaa was just a made up bullshit holiday. And, what all holidays are? Huh? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, holidays technically. <laughs> they are, but at the same time, it's like there's a reason for it. Same thing with like Juneteenth. I think I, I'll probably say something similar. It's like some made up bullshit holiday. Not some made up mm-hmm. bull- bullshit holiday. Okay. I mean, yeah, all holidays are bullshit. Juneteenth is actually for a very good reason, and Kwanzaa is for a good reason as well. Um, yep. It's just us trying to get back some shit um, that was stolen from from us. We're trying to have our own culture. In America, something that can we that that we can preserve and keep it going, and not have it corrupted by some f- fucking bullshit that we don't we have no control over. So, I understand that now. Three years ago, I was an asshole, and I said shit like that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so if somebody goes back in the past, like if this podcast ever blows up, and somebody's just like, oh, well, look what this stupid motherfucker said. Look how much of a you know whatever racist he is, like self hating, blah blah blah. Play this fucking part of the podcast. Bitch, I, I grew. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Yeah, there you go. That's called. Well, it's crazy. Oh, go like, ahead. Go. No, I was just gonna say, like I mentioned on the podcast before, like either I either I forgot what Juneteenth was, or like I never truly knew what it fucking meant. I just felt like 
it was fucking Christmas in July or, or in June or some shit like that. Like I never knew the actual history, historical reasoning behind it. And once I finally did, I was like, holy shit, like, wow, I felt fucking dumb. Well, this is what's embarrassing for me in particular is that I've 100% been to Juneteenth celebrations at Stanford with my dad. Same here. And for some reason, I fucking forgot what the fuck it was all about until later on in my life. You know, I started doing a bunch of internal um, work and reading a bunch of books. <laughs> and then I was just like, oh, oh, damn, you are an asshole about that. What is wrong with yep. you? So, so yeah. Well, well what's great, great? Here's what's great. You know, we're all growing. We're all improving. We're all learning new stuff. But uh, just to go in really, really quickly back to Kwanzaa and whatnot. Yes, it sounds silly to to a certain extent in terms of their their the words and uh, and and that I guess ho the the holiday season of it uh, doesn't make a lot of sense to some people. But when you actually look at the history of it um, and some of the sentiments behind it, it's about like community and unity and working together and being thankful. I mean, a lot of positive stuff. There's nothing negative about it um, at all. Uh, and so you know, I encourage anybody just you know, read up on it. And again, you don't have to necessarily uh, celebrate anything that you don't believe in, but there's universally positive things that you'll come away with if you just do a tiny bit of wikipedia reading about it that's it yeah and i think another thing that i think is really when it comes to kwanzaa i think it's actually more at, at its core is more wholesome than christmas because christmas is literally uh it's a corporate uh created event to um to basically balance the books to get people to buy shit at a certain time of the year to make sure that their books are balanced and that they have a profit at the end of the year. Kwanzaa's thing is like making a gift for somebody else. So you're mm -hmm. the you are not putting as much money into corporations' pockets as you would with like a traditional Christmas gift. And yep. I like that aspect of it, especially now as I grow and I see how much uh, harm corporations do to the average person yeah well, well said it been you know and and technically it's it takes place in those five five six days whatever it is between christmas day and new year's day yeah and so um that time of the year to be honest very honest with you i get way more reflective um i like to kind of spend a little bit more time alone uh, do some reading and, and just, just kind of reflect, reflect on, on damn what, what a fucking year it was you know a little bit of time alone hashtag fuck them kids yeah man. <laughs> i'm just kidding fuck them all but um but yeah but then again anyway. leave, leave it up to black folks to have a holiday last six or seven days long there you, you know. go we got that time off <laughs> like we'd be partying from christmas all the way to new year <laughs> no but you know what and here's the other thing too. Shout out, and I don't—I've never worked for a company that does this. Maybe this company I'm working for now will do it. But um, shout out to those companies that actually say, "Fuck it, we're shutting down." Last week or last two weeks of the year, that's become much more the norm with a lot of companies now. I think it's awesome. I think it, it gives you time with your family, gives you time to reflect, gives you time to vacation, all of that fun stuff. Um, so shout out to those companies. What's What's, What's crazy is that, like, like um, I was working at Cisco at the time, and, like, 
when they first when companies started first doing that but it was mainly because to cut back because like companies save money when you're when you're not have to pay or without having the buildings open or whatever but um dude it was weird because i had like a good 10 days off straight and it was like what am i gonna do i'm so used to like working during this time that i got so used to having that week off that once i got into a company that doesn't get that week off it's like dude like what the hell is wrong with you guys come on yeah so the company that i work for uh does do that they've actually they've gone above and beyond especially recently of like really um trying to give their employees a reason to stay with the company they really have david they've tried yes we my company that i work for is one of the largest uh it corporations in the world it used to be the largest um but and they've had layoffs you know but Every year that I work for them, they have a they have a holiday shutdown. It's usually uh, between a week and a half and two weeks, depending on what days Christmas and New Year's fall on. Um, this mm-hmm. year, it's like a weird one because it falls on like I think like a Saturday, or Friday or Saturday or something mm-hmm. like that for Christmas and New Year's. It's like it, it's weird, but what they do is they they give you I think it's eighty hours of um, what's called. I forget what the fuck they call it, but anyway, it's it's time just for the holiday shutdown. So they shut down the entire company, but they give you time in your time off for that time off. So you're not using your mm. own time to do that. Um, That's cool. So what's interesting with my role is that I do only uh, outages and performance cases. So it's a it's a role that needs to be staffed 24/7, like no matter what, because if something goes down, we need to help them bring it back up. Performance cases can be an issue too. Um, so for for us, our team has to be staffed, and so we have to literally go in. And if we work on those days, we have to remove because they automatically pre-populate that. Hey, you have this day off, and you're using like these the time off that we gave you as these hours. And so for us, we have to go in. If we're going to work on those days, we have to remove that time off thing, and basically they pay us double time. And double time at my salary is pretty fucking significant. So <laughs> this year. Uh, I'm going to work my exact same schedule because I work Sunday through Wednesday and all the holidays this, you know, for this time frame is not on my days that I work (coughs) taken off. Um, I'm not taking off any days. So I'm going to get paid basically, uh, I think it's like 80 extra hours or something like that. That's nice, man. That's that's wonderful. Yeah. It all, it all helps. helps. Damn. We 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 just jumped. We did. We oh, fucked up. I was gonna say, we jumped the gun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, first, first chat. First in the chat will be a crispy crawler. Uh, thank you very much for being the first in the chat, and also my boy Mike, um, uh, dude from the Marine Corps. Love that dude. So we used to have uh, some crazy parties in uh, in Riverside at a house that used to be owned by Disney. So what the fuck? Yeah. Walt it, Disney. Yeah. yeah Walt the, the Disney Corporation. Oh wow. And it, they had the the craziest backyard with like this. Just slide and a fucking jacuzzi that overflowed into the the pool and you could walk into the pool there wasn't steps it was like it was it was crazy we had a bunch of parties there um anyway that's a whole different like conversation and the mm-hmm. listener of the week would be uh britney so thank you very much you listen weird times. wait, wait is britney bitch <laughs> so hey she 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 doesn't have conservatorship anymore so you know yeah, she can do what the fuck she want it's, it's not it's not britney spears She's like, I want to listen to five black guys. Brittany with a <laughs> Pikachu hat. So I see you, Brittany, with the Pikachu hat. I can only see that because that's your profile 
picture on SoundCloud. So thank you very much for uh, for listening to us. We appreciate it. Leave Britney alone. <laughs> <laughs> you, you got that camera angle going too, <laughs> and the lights and stuff. You can, it definitely looks like that that dude. Mm-hmm. Oh, you talking about the, the, the person? Yeah, yeah, the yeah, way uh, Project has, has camera set up and like the, the yeah, background. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta put it up like I wouldn't they should they need to do like a thing of like where's this person now? Hope they hope they're doing okay. Because their mental state Dude, was not okay. Those, those early or mid aughts oh, YouTube stars. Real quick, when I just talked about that that um that house, the the Disney house, Mike just said in the chat that the person the person who was related to the person that owned the house is literally just calling them, right? It's calling him right now, which is hilarious. What the fuck? Yeah. Okay. Good shit. Oh, man. All right, guys. We, we got to jump on in. We're a little late. We, we rocking and rolling. Are we, are, do we, are we doing any uh, pouring out of malt beverages? Yeah. There is, there's one on here. Well, there's technically there's two, but um, if oh, I'll, yeah. I'll say the first one, and if Stitch comes on... Before I talk about this one, then he'll say the next one, or one of you guys can like talk about the one. You, you guys know what I'm talking about. So anyway, yeah, yeah. So we'll give an RP to uh to Bob Dole. Bob Dole. Bob Dole. Bob Dole. Who got it? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody else that are young is like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? Why'd you just repeat repeat Bob Dole? Well, you know, you're young. You gotta like yeah. nod your head down too. When you do yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> He was a presidential candidate. Anyway, uh, Robert Joseph Dole was a World War II veteran that survived life-threatening injuries to become a U.S. senator. He was a former Senate Majority Leader, and the and in the 1996 in the 1996 Repu- Republican nominee for president, where he championed expanding uh, the federal food stamp program, bringing awareness to disabilities, and sending U.S. troops to foreign conflicts. Which that's not a great thing, but anyway. <laughs> um, even after retiring from politics, after losing the presidential race to uh, Bill Clinton, Dole didn't shy away from the limelight. He took a, on a new career starring in television commercials for Viagra, Visa, and other, other brands. He also kept his commitment to his fellow war veterans, spending Saturdays well into his 90s greeting veterans who visited D.C., in nice. February of this year, he announced he had stage four lung cancer, and he died in his sleep at the age of ninety-eight. That's that's a that's an incredibly long life. Um, shout out to anybody who's been pushing dick bills since the nineties. That's awesome. You know, I'm I'm fully in support of all my dick pill, uh, you know, promoters. But um, yeah, I, I just remember when uh, I think it was Tupac. It, Shouted him out on some song. He was like, "Bill Clinton, Mr. Bob Dole, you too old to understand the way the game's all." I was like, "Man, that's that's great. That's what I always think of when I hear Bob Dole." You know. Well, the crazy thing is, even in that song when he was talking about you know uh, Bob Dole not really understanding things, like Bill Clinton did way more harm than I think that uh, Tupac even understood. Like him championing championing the Crime Act did way more harm to. Um, the African American community, then I mean, <laughs> I'm trying to think of the, the last thing that I've, I'm trying to quantify it, but it did way more harm. It, so, we had a lot of progress 
said slavery. Okay, we're on an upward trajectory. Sorry, that uh, that ding that you heard, which the rest of you guys didn't hear, it was Mahai blurred once again uh, using Super Chat to donate to us. So thank you very much for donating to us. Shout out to Mahai. We appreciate it. Always, fam. So always. He's, he's invited to the cookout. Since slavery, <laughs> we're making progress. We have the Civil Rights Act in uh, the 1960s. I think it was 64, pretty sure. Um, a trajectory of like getting life better for African Americans. And then uh, we had Nixon talking a bunch of shit about, you know, black people. <laughs> like, And then we had, you know, uh, the other fucking guy's name. I'm trying to remember. Isn't it Reagan? Started the the war on drugs, that's another dip. And then we have the crime bill. Huge fucking uh, issue with African Americans and the just the legal system. And people, lo- at the time, people loved Bill Clinton, especially black people, they loved Bill Clinton. But he did way more harm, yep. especially as a Democrat, than any other person has done, especially given like the way that things were going at the time. And now looking back on it, it's like, man, he did a terrible job. And when when somebody brings it up, he gets fucking viscerally angry about it. And it's like, but you wrote the bill. And when I think about like that kind of shit, it's like, man, there's no getting around that. And when I talk about the the crime bill, it's not just him. It's his his wife. And it's also Joe Biden. There's a whole bunch of people. That's one of the majority reasons why I did not vote for Joe Biden was because of the crime, the crime bill. Cause like you did a lot of harm, and you didn't you didn't talk about it enough. That hey, like I understand people make mistakes, but you need to address those mistakes and talk about it and like apologize, and do the things that that need to be done to reverse the harm that you did. And so far, Joe Biden has not done that. Like he hasn't. Yeah, I I don't have any problem with anything you said. Uh, I think it's an, an important part of history. I don't shy away from any of it. I want to also highlight the fact that, you know, this is, regardless of party, politicians love to scapegoat and attack uh, the very easy um, target of black males. And that's who is primarily black and brown, but primarily black males um, as uh, uber criminals and uh, over police them. Super criminals. Yeah, yeah, super criminals, uber criminals, over police them, throw them, throw away the key, have harsher sentencing, uh, have creative uh, laws on uh, gangs and violence and and drugs and graffiti and anything else to try to over criminalize and over, uh, you know, uh, penalize from a legal standpoint, um, you know, young black males, and so. You're right about that. I don't have any problem with that history. That's factual. Um, I would just say, you know, and again, I'm not criticizing Bob Dole per se. Um, I just, when I go back to that one Tupac lyric, uh, he put both of them in. He put both of them in there because I, what he, didn't he die in like ninety? He died in ninety six, right? Ninety six. I think 95? so. So yeah, obviously he doesn't have context, but yeah. Yeah, but so I'm also you know, not trying to elevate Bob Dole. I mean, he probably would have done a shitty job too. Yeah, yeah who knows? But um, but at the same time, you know, you, you got to be really very uh, very honest with history, especially things that you can 
look at from a analytical and data standpoint and see, oh, this was the adverse effect. It was like the, you know, the, the prison population ballooned, you know what I mean? And yeah. boom, surprise, surprise, black males and brown males completely got, you know, uh, the, the sizable majority of that uh, prison ballooning. Oh, you know, you can look at, and we've talked about it before, but you can look at uh, things like, uh, you know, the stop and frisk, late 90s, all the way through the 2000s, all, and then people like the current mayor-elect or whatever in New York City talking about, oh, let's do it again. So, you know, uh, there's, a, there's a whole lot to it, and I got smoke for any politician that wants to uh, basically just criminalize being young and black. You know what I mean? And a lot of them did. Especially knowing the history of what's happened. We know what has not worked and what has harmed communities. And the fact that people are doubling down on it, especially the the new mayor of New York, the the dude is fucking black. Yeah. Like, the fact that he's just gonna... gonna, Yeah, let's go back to this terrible policy that, that threw a bunch of more, you know, black and brown people in jail. I mean, Jesus Christ, what was... I forget the guy's name, but the guy that was selling loose cigarettes... And yeah. they're getting killed. Oh yeah, it was directly Eric Gardner. Yeah, it was Eric Gardner. Thank you. Say his name, Eric Gardner. He was killed because of this policy. He was yep. he was choked to death because of this policy. And the fucking asshole that murdered him, he murdered him, is free to this day. And I'm pretty sure he's still a police officer. Yeah. This is why I'm 100 percent for ending qualified immunity. Yeah. And, well, but the other, go ahead. but the other thing, real quick, is again. You don't really have, if we're being honest, a very uh, a reasonable probable cause for just stopping someone who's black, for you know, who's on, who's outside, and just saying, "I'm going to search you." You look like the type of person that has drugs on you. You look like the person that has a warrant or or drug or uh, weapons or something like that, and it should be illegal because it's an unreasonable it is search illegal by yeah. the fourth amendment yeah don't get it yep. twisted read the fourth yep. amendment it's an illegal search and seizure you need to have an articulable suspicion of somebody if you just look at somebody yeah. and say that they're suspicious that is not an articulable suspicion it is yep. not but then, like, you also, I'm not, I'm pretty sure this fucking happens. I know Dave Chappelle joked about it too, but like, you know, yeah, police officer planting drugs and fucking cars and stuff like that to get them fucking busted for stuff. I mean, I think they showed this in one of the Netflix documentary you can watch where it some cops were doing that. You can look it up on YouTube. It happens, happens way more than most people think. Yeah, I think there was a, there was a, there was a, something that happened like maybe a year or two ago where like the officer planted a a knife or something like that. I think they said like the, the guy had a knife and blah, blah blah. And like in the video, you can literally see the cop dropping a knife on the ground next to the person's body after they had taken him down. I can't remember what incident this was, but I can't, I remember that um, on on the news. You know what? I gotta get you guys to both of you and everybody listening to try to give a chance to. And Stitch got me on this, but y'all gotta watch the Snowfall show, man. God damn. <laughs> yeah. Check it out on Hulu. I, even if you don't think you're interested in it, even if you think it's it, it's you know not your cup of tea, it's some violent, um, drug-related early '80s, um, LA base or California base awesomeness. That that's all I'll say. 
and it, and you also get tidbits of okay where you know where the drugs were coming in and why and the CIA and the FBI who allowed it and, and corruption in police and corruption in uh, the mayor department and all of this stuff goes on in there and then me having a little bit of the history from some of the books and whatnot and some of the history like you know uh, from Gary Webb and whatnot most of it is well researched and factual and so again i i just got to give a shout out to that show because boy oh boy do they chronicle that time period better than almost anything else you're going to watch good good yeah I'm glad Dude, so i'll check it out this is crazy so i wanted to i looked up to see like like what's the who like what was the age group what who was the first child to be tried out tried as an adult but i got a, another article that came out that says the youngest child children actually to be tried as child tried as an adult the whole reason why i wanted to look it up to see like okay what color is the skin of these people who are these kids who are being tried as an adult and for the youngest obviously they're, they're black uh it's it was catherine uh and chris jones and they were tried for killing their father's girlfriend back in 1990 um the little girl was 13 and her brother was 12 years old and they were tried as an adult uh the sister got out in 2015 at the age of 30 and her yeah and her I, mean, I, I don't brother, know any of the de- I, i've never heard that one and i don't know any of the details but jesus christ that sounds like an, an interesting case you know what i mean What's interesting because it says child welfare investigative investigators found signs that they were being sexually molested by a family member. Uh-oh. Like, oh, God damn. Boy. And the, so they both were tried as uh, as an adult for first-degree murder. And it was uh, the oldest, or not the older brother. It's actually his younger brother because he's 12 years old. And he's the one that uh, that apparently shot his father's girlfriend. Uh, Categorically, <laughs> Categorically, I'm going to say this. I have zero sympathy for <laughs> child abusers. Surprise, surprise. Um, yeah. You know, and if someone who's been a victim of sexual violence and sexual abuse retaliates against that person, you know, the abuser, I, I don't think they should be sentenced for shit. Like, you know what I mean? I, but I don't know all the details of this case, but that's my, yeah. my bucket stance or blanket stance. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. It's <laughs> goddamn. We we are we are all over the fucking place, like, man. Like so, when I say fuck them kids, I don't mean literally. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and if you do it literally, you know, I got no sympathy for whatever uh, the world throws at you yeah. through violence and possibly death. So yeah. yeah. What's you know what's what's crazy is like. These kids have been in jail since they were basically, they were basically fucking babies. And like, how, how did it come out into the real world? Like, they don't have that. They don't know how to interact with people. Like, you know, how do I ask to go out on a date? Like, you know, what kind of drinks should I get? Like, this is fucking, this is fucked up to be in jail for that long at that young of an age. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. All right, guys. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you want to do that other one, or are we wait? We're gonna. Why don't you guys go ahead? Okay. Uh, Why don't we save it for? Uh, yeah, let's uh, let's save it for your. Yeah. Yeah. Um. 
All right. So, so what, what should we get into first, first man? There, there was there was a whole bunch of Spidey news. You want to start with? Yeah, some man. Stuff? Let's do it. Uh, <laughs> first and foremost, obviously we got the big movie dropping. I don't know in a week or so, but man, we got a trailer for Goddamn It for Spider Verse Two Part One or something, right? Into the Spider Verse yeah. Part Two. Yeah, it's Part Two, which is or, no, Part One. I mean, it's it's Two, but it's Part One of Two. Yeah, damn it, get the official oh. title. I, I fucked it up. <laughs> you, you keep talking, I'll get the title. All right, but yeah, so uh, yeah, they dropped the they dropped the trailer uh, this week, and it's it's it starts the way the first one ended, but there's a lot of changes in the in the trailer because in the original one, uh, uh, Miles was in his dorm room, but in this one he's at home and he's actually older. Like you, like I've watched a bunch of other videos of them comparing the two videos, and like. This is an older mouth. Like he's probably more later in his teenage years because he's he's taller. His hair's grown out and this and that. And uh, real quick, real quick, it's across the Spider Verse Part One. That's what it is. Yes. Which I'm wondering if it's going to tie into Far From Home because we got multi multi universal shit happening there, as well as like WandaVision and as well as Loki. So. I wonder if all this shit's gonna play into one big ass fucking crossover event. Cause I mean they're setting it up. I mean it's it's the fucking brightness down there on the wall that we're gonna get like some crazy ass shit happening. I got a feeling, and this is you know based on absolutely nothing. I don't know anybody that's working on either one of those movies or whatever, but I got a feeling they're gonna keep the Spider-Verse because it's animated and because technically Miles is the lead, I believe so. I think they're gonna keep it separate in, in, well, in, in at a high level but i think you're going to get more spidey characters well, well if you think about this because uh tom holland's spider-man is getting an animated version on disney plus it's going to be a homeroom or something like that yeah it's coming out they announced it during disney day uh, so they're making an animation version of that but then also in into the spider-verse like the mouse's not mouse spider but the spider-man from the other universe was basically Tobey Maguire like there's like scenes where like it was pretty much stripped from the movie like there's a scene where he's like dancing it's like that oh no it was actually I think it was Miles' Spider-Man because I can't remember now Miles' Spider-Man that died was blonde yeah but you remember how like you know when the intro the guy talks about how like he did like questionable things and like there's a scene where he's like dancing and it's like pretty much the same dance at um that Tobey Maguire Spider-Man did in Spider-Man Three, where he's like infected by the Venom. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there's, there's, so there's a lot of nods to the original Spider-Man movie inside of this one. So I mean, inside, inside of um, uh, Spider-Verse. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I think it's there. I think they can pull it together. And plus, we have like during the trailer, there's a bunch of little Easter eggs that were thrown around. Like we you know we're, we might see uh, Spider Woman in there. Uh, Spider-Man? Spider yeah. Yes. Yeah, um, there's gonna be Indian Spider-Man. There's gonna be um, Spider-Moon. Or no, <laughs> no. There's gonna be the the China. The, is it Chinese or Japanese version of Spider-Man? The guy, the one that has the fucking mech. Oh, I think that's the Japanese one. I think. Yeah. So I mean, there's there was a lot of little Easter eggs in that, and like you know, they, there's the possibility is there. Plus, we have Morpheus coming out, so we can do with the whole the. What is like the spider vampire guys who are like looking for the spider people to be able to suck out their powers from like the comics? So I mean, it's 
it's, it, anything is possible. They can go any way they want, to be honest. But I don't know. I thought the trailer was fucking dope. I'm down with it. I'm down with it. A uh, big, big shout out to uh, Poe Dameron. I think he's playing the voice for uh, uh, Miguel O'Hara, uh, Spidey 2099. Yeah, so that was really cool to see. Looking forward to seeing that. He's doing like a lot of Marvel things. You know, he's he's doing that and he's also doing uh, Moon Knight. And there's another mm-hmm. one too. What the fuck else did he do? Oh, uh, he was, didn't, um, he in Dune? I thought he was in Dune, No, right? I'm talking about Marvel. Oh, I don't know. He did like uh, yeah, another he did Marvel. A... Oh, it was Apocalypse. Jesus Christ. Come on, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was not, I mean, it's not a great movie, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I, I, saw... I refuse to call him anything but Poe Dameron. That, that's just <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was great in Dune, though. Did y'all watch Dune? He... I still need to see that shit. You God damn it. It's, it. Literally, it's one of the greatest sci-fi movies um, of this generation, easily. Like, it's the, it was one of the greatest sci-fi movies of, like, recent memory. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I did watch it again because I, I honestly I wasn't watching it full heartedly, and I felt like some stuff probably went over my head. For Doom. Yeah. Dune. No, I I get it. It's one of the ones that. So I think that we're all used to. If you're watching something at home, we're used to doing other things as we're watching anything, and Dune is not one of those sorts of shows that are movies that you can like be on your phone and expect to absorb. Yeah. The information yeah. that's coming in—it's just—it's not because they—they condense uh, a pretty long book into a movie, and it—it's—they condense it. It's—it's it's even still going to be in two movies, and it's wow. a okay. single book. So, so yeah, but it's like a lot of information <laughs> that they're still condensing down, and there's like stuff that you're not going to pick up on if you're not—if yeah. you're not actually watching it, because if you're just listening. And not absorbing it, like you're not gonna, you're not gonna get it because there's like a lot of political shit, okay, and like a lot of like not even geopolitics, it's like universal politics that happen. But they explain in the very beginning, and that people are just like, well, well why is this, why is this house coming taking over for this house? But they explain it in the very beginning, like why they're doing pay it. Pay attention. You gotta pay attention. Yeah. I, I, was, I kept waiting for somebody to come around with some se- fucking seasoning salt because they kept talking about spices and shit. Yeah, I was like, we're, we're, we're fucking lost it. Right in the beginning, <laughs> just think of spices, gasoline. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, basically. Basically, <laughs> all it is. There you go. It's, well, it's I mean, base fuel. Well, <laughs> I mean, even, in, even a lot of the stuff with uh, colonialism and the New World and all that, I mean, a lot of yeah. that stuff was about spices as well, obviously. What? you know. And that was one of the, yeah. the things that I... These stupid fucking critics of movies and people that are like self-critics they think that they're like really fucking clever about shit and they're like oh well this is so this movie is so you know European colonialism and they don't even understand that the person that wrote the book it's literally his critique of colonialism that's the reason why he wrote it the way that it is because it's showing how colonialism is fucked up. It's not some fucking guy that is putting colonialism on a platform. They're showing that, hey, a indigenous uh, class or group can rise up and overthrow the colonials. And what the colonials are doing is wrong. But these dumbasses... This is why I can't stand this like this woke movement that's why i don't i don't like to even say that 
I'm woke at all because these a lot of these stupid motherfuckers that say that they're woke, they get to the like, oh, I'm woke, and then they just put everything, like, they don't do any more research. I'm woke, and we're good. Like, I, I understand everything, I'm good. But you mm-hmm. don't. You don't understand it, like, at all. You need, to, you need to do, like, a lot more research. It's not just that you understood that or read about the atrocities that were done to the natives or Africans or X whatever group that were colonialized. You need to really do a deep dive into what they went through and understand it and and actually empathize. If you don't empathize with those people, then you don't fucking get it. And most people, a lot of white people, unfortunately, that say that they're woke, they don't empathize with shit. They're just like, oh, I get it. And the same thing happened with this fucking movie. You should be like, look, you're, you're not woke. You're, you're fucking, fucking sleepwalking. Like, like, if you don't understand the full fucking story, story then, then, yeah, you're you're still fucking sleeping. Well, and I, I still need to see Dune. I definitely will try to do that before. It's, it's still on HBO Max, right? Uh, no. No, it was only for a month, man. Shit. Yeah. I, drop, I missed yeah. the bill. Now you gotta wait, now you gotta wait uh, a little bit longer for it to, to drop when it's free. Well, it was free on HBO Max. So you should have watched it, yeah. dumbass. You already paid for it. Yeah, I mean, I, I look, I don't know what was going on. I missed it, um, but I'll definitely, I'll definitely watch it at some point. Um, yeah, but if you're not going to pay attention to a movie, and some movies do require more than one viewing or really careful paying attention to everything that's said, that's why I love watching stuff uh, at home with the subtitles on, English subtitles, Whoa, even though it's wait, in English. What the fuck? The hell? Uh oh. You want to tell everybody what's going on? Yeah, sorry. It said that our call ends in ten minutes. Upgrade our worker space to wait. Oh, okay. I think I know shit. Okay. Uh, give me. We can keep talking, but I have to do this. Okay. Uh, I hit X on that shit. Side, so hold on. <laughs> uh, well, sorry, we're gonna Drop go to a logo for a minute as I put in <laughs> payment info because I had to change my my one of my cars got hacked Uh-oh. and my uh, bank caught it and they sent me a new card. So now I have to do the fucking oh. annoying thing where I have to, up, you know, go through everything and re. What, what, what sucks about, about that is when uh, you, you like, like you fucking forget, forget what you have automatic bill pay on stuff, and like if, if a company, company tries to charge that old card, card they're like, like, oh well, the, the, it didn't go through, so we're charging you twenty five dollar fucking fee. It's like, are you fucking serious? The car was got them stolen. Just wait the fee. Let's just go back to being fucking normal, whatever. But yeah, it's just annoying. But, but back, back to, to into the Spider Verse Part yeah, yeah. Two across yeah. different Spider Verses. <laughs> we went on a little bit of a not a tangent, but like I mean, no, yeah, we went off. Yeah, we went off. Yeah. left <laughs> or right. So, so what was your guys' take on the on the actual trailer? Bear back, I gotta find my fucking card. Dude, I, I I'm I'm hyped, man. Look, here's the thing: Enter the Spider Verse One was a gem of a fucking movie. It was probably one of the best animated movies of all time and oh, just one of the sure. best comic book movies of all time. It was fun, had a great soundtrack, uh, everything about the themes, everything about the actual uh, frame rates and the colors and all of it fucking worked, man. It, it's one of those, my favorite movies to rewatch, like period, yeah. point blank. And so I trust Sony Animation. Uh, I feel like they're probably going to knock it out of the park again as long as they don't rush things. And I'm, I'm already sold. And then when you talk about more uh, Spider-Man 2099 that needs love, you know, definitely needs some more love and whatnot. And then you, of course, talk about more Miles. This is after we got the PS5 Miles game. So 
Miles is on a uh, a huge trajectory right now. He's you know uh, arguably one of the biggest stars in Marvel. Um, I'm I'm just fucking down, man. I want to see all that this has to offer. And then the other thing, a lot of people don't realize the Spider Verse uh, big ass trade paperback uh, that Marvel put out a few years ago, uh, with which was a collection of the Spider Verse story. It's so intricate. It's so complicated. There's so many Spider characters that we didn't get a chance to see in Enter the Spider-Verse Part 1 um, that I think we're going to get a chance to really explore in this one. So we're hold on to your seats. Cause, hold on to your butts, as uh, Samuel L. Jackson said in Jurassic Park. We're going to see yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Do you know, now, now that I think about it, I, there, there's not many like comic book characters that have as many, I guess, variants as Spider-Man. I mean, like... Oh, yeah. Like, like think of like like Batman, Superman. Batman. I mean, they have like maybe a, a couple, a handful. But Spider-Man, like you got all different kind of universes, and like it's just, it's just such a, it's it's such a cool character that you know it can span all these different universes. And like you can pick up the comic and just you know, no Spider-Man's gonna do some fucking cool ass shit. He's gonna be the underdog who's gonna come out of nowhere and be able to 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 win at the end. It's it's constantly. The wit- it's, it's the, the gameplay, gameplay for, for fucking Spider-Man. Spider-Man. I think that's, that's why, why it's such a love character. character because yes. it's he's, he's just an everyday man. man. He doesn't have millions of dollars. He just got, got bit by a spider, got some powers, and his his uncle was like, "Hey, with great power comes great responsibility," and that's the the model of his fucking life. Dude, it's simplistic in some ways, but it's also extremely deep in terms of just how. Spider-Man is just appealing to basically everybody, and he goes along with everybody. One of the things that I, I cringe about a little bit. I didn't. I don't necessarily love him with the Avengers per se, but man, I love Spider-Man with the Fantastic Four. I love Spidey with Wolverine and some of the X-Men, and and with Spidey with Hulk and what Hulk Solo. Um, he just he goes so well with uh, damn near everything, but. You know, and then the other thing about him is he has great villains. Like, you could argue he and Batman have the best rogues gallery, you know what I mean, hands down. Now, who out of the two has the better? I think still Batman has the slight edge. But there's some really great Spidey villains out there, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. You know, I'm just, I'm always down for more of this. And I think we got to wait all the way till sometime in 2023 for this movie to drop, right? I think it was summer of 2023. No, I think I think it's 2022 that oh, we get the uh, next year. Oh shit! My bad. Dang. Let me make sure. Let me see. Uh, no, no way home. What's it across? Across, across the Spider Verse Part One. Uh, let's see. It drops October 7th of 2022. So we get oh, shit. Next year, man. Yeah. Last year, man. I'm fucking I'm down. Well, what's, what's kind of cool in the trailers too that some people were pointing out was that um, uh, what was it? With because when the last one ended at the end of the and during the mid credit scenes, we got to see Spidey twenty ninety nine, and we get to see that he's I guess he has more control over transferring power like going through the multiverse, but like we get to see we we get, we see him and Miles fighting as they're jumping around through different universes, and it's like. Okay, okay, what, what the, the fuck, fuck is going on? on? Like, you know, what did what did Miles do? Did he go back in time and have sex with his grandma or something like that, and just <laughs> change yeah, the whole time yeah. like Barry Allen or like uh, Marty McFly? But I'm really interested to see why are they fighting? Like, what did Miles do? Because Miles is just fucking kid. He just barely got his power, and now he's fighting some some Spider-Man from another universe or another. Dim- 
another verse or whatever. I don't know, I just, I'm, just, I'm super excited for this. It's good. This is gonna be a lot of fun. Plus, Plus let's get in here. What you think? I want, I want to know this. I want to know who's doing the soundtrack because they, they better bring back Kendrick Lamar. There you go. You talking about the the end of the Spider Verse too? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I loved it. Um, I've said it multiple times in this podcast, but I, when I watch that movie, I, I constantly think about why do we have live action comic book movies? Like seriously, it was. It was so much more enjoyable watching uh, Into the Spider-Verse. Don't get me wrong. Like, I love the MCU. I love you know, the whole Marvel, like the Avengers thing, like the whole build-up. It was great. But when I watched Into the Spider-Verse, I never, when I saw the characters, I wasn't thinking like, oh, that's Robert Downey, Robert Downey Jr. I saw him in, you know, this other movie. Or, oh, this is Chris Evans. I saw him as, you know, in this other movie. Or, oh, this is, you know, whoever. I saw this in this movie. I saw literally the characters that I expected to see um pretty much perfectly drawn into the spider-verse and yeah the some of the voices were um you know celebrity voices but it didn't take me out of the experience of the movie but in these other movies that are live action it it takes me out for just a second just a little bit but in the spider-verse not at all it was so much more enjoyable to like not think about that it's like this is just literally a comic book movie it's a comic come to life on mm-hmm. screen, and especially all like the little things they did that, that were like comic effects, like when they when they would hit certain things, they would do like the effect of like power or whatever. But they're like really mm-hmm. subtle, you know. And the, and the spider tingling, like you do like the thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And you don't get that in the MCU live action movies, but in the Spider Verse, you get that. And there, there's there's a, go ahead, go ahead. I, I was just gonna say the other thing. I don't want to see too much about this. Like you already, you've already sold me. You know what I mean on, on this trailer, because, and I'm, it, this is no shade to the new uh, live action Spidey movie that's about to drop. But man, they they can't help themselves by making announcement after announcement. I feel like we know damn near everybody was going to be in this. Literally, what was it two days ago? It was like, hey, we've confirmed uh, Charlie Cox from Daredevil. It is coming back and I possibly even in this movie. Oh, I, I thought that was the announcement. That'd be cool. Um, I was, and, and but, but I mean, can, can we have some surprises? surprises Goddamn it! Uh, like, see, you're, you're going on the Stitch route. This is what like, this is what some surprises. Yeah, no, I, I get I, his whole thing of like not watching, you know, uh, a lot of trailers for shit that he wants to actually watch. Like, I I totally understand it. I told I totally get it. And there's there's a lot of advantages there of like really being surprised on like what you're watching so if that's the right you want to go i mean definitely do it but i it's hard to fucking do though (laughs) it it is like i'm probably there with you like i don't want to have too many surprises with the actual what the the story they're going to tell yeah i I saw miguel and i'm like i'm all in like i was already all in anyway like this the fucking studio can do no wrong to me at this point yeah i mean they they did that movie they did mitchell's versus the machines yep Yep. and that movie was excellent if y'all haven't watched that on netflix Mm -hmm. fucking correct that and if you don't have Netflix, just get Netflix for a month. Watch that. <laughs> and watch a bunch of other sh- There's a lot of good shit on Netflix. So, yeah. Dude, like, here's, I'll always go back to this. Seeing Darth Vader in Rogue One was a surprise, man. I was like, oh, yeah. shit, they brought Vader back. And he was fucking deadly and, and force choking and swinging that lightsaber and doing all that fun shit. And then 
uh, on, uh, to use another Star Wars example, in uh, season two for The Mandalorian, when they brought mm-hmm. Luke back at the end. I was, I was like, oh yeah. shit, this is a great surprise. Like, when you're able to successfully uh, have somebody in, in a story that you're watching and caring about, and then it's like this oh shit moment, I think that's, that's even more fun. You know what I mean? Like, Wait. keep some shit under your hat. Was was um was Boba Fett and um oh god what was Star Wars or Star Wars <laughs> what was uh, Vader's uh, Prince Ahsoka they, they were announced that was announced already right because oh yeah because we already knew that uh, Rosie O'Donnell was gonna play her yeah we did we did. yeah but, but we but nobody had leaked that Mark Hamill was about to come I was like what the fuck that still got me. so yeah it's it's good because I know what. With, with the, the Spider-Man No Way Home, they they, they try, try to keep on the routes, but that that should be being leaked here and there. Like even when you watch a trailer, like there's a bunch of scenes where it's like, okay, this has been edited, like the character's been edited out of the movie. Well, and here's the thing too: it was always going to be a big blockbuster movie. Like you already had people's interest and whatnot. I don't think the additional releases, some leaks, but some by the studio necessarily help per se i think it's more about the fact that you know y'all can't keep shit under wraps even with ndas and even with you know what i mean all the tight security of a multi-billion dollar film and whatnot so you know eh. and again it's no shade i'm i'll see it you know and i'll see it for myself but i think you're going to get a lot of people to see it any goddamn way and i'd rather not know about william defoe you know what i mean i'd rather not know about toby mcguire and andrew garfield and now charlie cox you know what i mean i don't yeah. know it's like, come on well you know what's interesting is that um probably one of the biggest like celebrity like i guess it wasn't really a celebrity thing but in uh in tropical thunder that tom cruise was in it like, like that, that shit blew, blew my fucking, fucking mind. mind. Like I was like, wait, Tom Cruise is in this, and he's fucking like a fat like agent. Like that shit was so fucking funny. But like, yeah, it's 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 cool when some shit are under wraps and you don't see it until the fucking movie drops. It's like holy shit! Like wow, my fucking mind is blown. I wasn't expecting this, but I'm getting it, and I love all of it. Yep. Yep. To- totally down. Totally down for it. But at the same time, it's awesome because we all like charlie cox's daredevil it's awesome that he's going to be in the you know in either mcu uh, movies and or tv series or whatever they're going to do with him good for him he, he put his heart and soul into that fucking role uh and i hope that they bring back uh, uh kingpin in, in some way or uh, or shape or form or whatever as well you know i liked a lot of those fucking characters they were fucking awesome so right on i love it I love Jessica, Jessica Jones. Jones. Like, like, I really hope that uh, Kristen Ryder, I think is her name. Yeah, Ritter. Yeah, I hope she. I hope she can reprise that role because I don't know why, but that that character did something for me. But uh, a lot of the characters, like this, like Luke Cage, was really good. Uh, Iron Fist was horrible, but uh, Luke Cage was still good. <laughs> like, I mean, fucking um, Shang Chi made up for for like the kung fu shit. Like. It was, yeah, Luke Cage, Cage. Oh, not Luke Cage. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Iron Fist was just it was it was real it was really bad. <laughs> like they they, they got to make sure that guy doesn't come back. I mean, was, I guess he was okay actor, but it's the directing and his, fight his, scenes where it's yeah, it's his fighting choreography. Like I, I get it, it's, it's it's difficult, but I I don't honestly I don't put it on the actor. I put it on the choreography team because yeah. they they put together all those fight scenes. So 
you know what? I, now, this may or may not be true, but I heard uh, or read somewhere that the fight choreographers were embarrassed, uh, obviously, with the show. But they put some of that heat back on him of not even showing up to practice. You know what I mean? Or showing up for the training and, and putting all his effort into it. So yeah, I don't that's know. familiar. So I, it, it, well, is also, it is. Also with the writing too, like it's it, it's something that, that happened in Spider-Man uh, Far From Home or whatever. Basically, like he just kept telling everybody his fucking secret identity, like, "Hey, I'm the Iron Fist. I'm the Iron Fist. Like everywhere you were, I'm the fucking Iron Fist. I'm the Iron Fist." Or like in Spider-Man: Homecoming, like you're sitting inside of a fucking bar in your superhero costume, wearing no fucking mask, all, with all these fucking strangers around you. That shit bugged the fuck. Like every every Spider, not every Spider-Man movie, but every one of Tom Holland's Spider-Man movie, there's always something that fucking irritates the shit out of me. The first one was that goddamn boat. When he, when he splits the boat in half, boat floats with fucking buoyancy. That shit would have sank like the goddamn Titanic. Like a goddamn stone. But somehow they were able to put it back together and continue to float like... Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> All right. I, every time I think of that, it just fucking irks the shit out of me. Yeah, damn. And Blue is correct. If you split up a boat in half, it definitely would sink. Like, it's made out of metal. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I've been on a boat, man out of metal. Mm-hmm. Like, if you watch the video, the water's fucking writhing. The water should have rolled a whole lot fucking faster than that. That shit should have sunk like a goddamn rock. I like a metal boat. <laughs> Movies gonna movie. Yeah. I mean, uh, also, he's a superhero that is doing superhero shit. So, we already spent our disbelief. Yes. Yeah. There you go. But fuck that. That's physics. <laughs> The other one, the other one, I will say, dude, I'm, I'm fucking cautiously optimistic, but deep down, I'm really fucking hyped for this Matrix movie. Yeah, this me too. Yeah, dude, I, you know, I got like, I don't know, like butterflies and shit when I saw that right? trailer for that shit. I was like, God damn, this is giving me 1999 cyberpunk kind of nostalgia. goddamn, but I, I need this. What's cool? What's cool with the recent trailer that dropped was that they they take clip from like the original one, like you know, Neil sees uh, tri- uh, Trinity leaves the, the restaurant and like it just triggers like a memory of his, and it's like fuck, man, like all these different kind of crazy shit that is happening. It's like just I I don't know if it's maybe a nostalgia or it's like you know I want more to the story of the Matrix and like to see like exactly what happened after. You want to Mr. Smith fucked, fucked up the whole fucking thing. thing. You want to hear my hot take? What you got? What you got? This is my theory about the Matrix Resurrections. Is that um, we already know that they are stuck in a loop of events. <laughs> so they already explained the previous movies. If you all remember, go back and watch the movies. That they literally, they will only do the Matrix in a certain time period. It's in like the 90s. And then there's going to be a catastrophic downfall of the Matrix, and they do it all over again. And they let the humans rebuild their society outside of the Matrix, and then they know exactly where they are, and they go and destroy them, and they know the one's going to be there, and they're going to destroy them, and it's going to start the Matrix all over again. So what I'm fairly certain is going to happen is that the vast majority of people that are in the Matrix are just recycled people. So they, they keep regenerating the same fucking people over and over again in the matrix because you only have so much so much so much so much genetic material 
Because if you had an apocalypse mm. and everybody died and people aren't fucking naturally, then having like a bunch of like, unless they're paying super attention to, you know, genetic diversity, you're going to end up with the same fucking combinations of people over and over again. And why would you, if you're. So everybody's. I mean, everybody's a like, fucking clone? Yeah, if you're a robot, like, why would you give a fuck? Like, all you care about is the warm bodies. So. I, I like that. <laughs> I like that theory all the way around. Um, the one thing I will say, because I rewatched the first Matrix fairly recently with my kids, it's comical to me. Uh, and I'm not a huge tech guy, so you guys know way better than me. But like the whole thing of you got to find a analog, or analog phone or whatever, otherwise you can't log in or can't go online. Yeah. Or can't, you know, I think that that's, unless you put it in the 90s or, you know what I mean? It's gonna be. It's gonna seem weird to modern audiences. No. It's, so make, make, hold on, prodigy. No, it's not. Because in our lifetimes, we went from having actual save points in games to no save points in games. Yeah. So, like, literally, like in our lifetime, we had games in like the the nineties and throughout the two thousands. It's it's a recent thing of auto saves. Okay. Well, you used to have to like literally go to a point. To save your game, so yeah, but yeah, but what I'm saying though is, literally most of the movie, the first one, go back and watch it. They're looking for a payphone. You know what I mean? It's like, and, and and so many people are used to now every man, woman, and child basically having a cell phone in their pocket. That's the you know. But even then, even in the movie, they still had cell phones. Yeah, they definitely did. It's just it's it's rarer for everybody to have one. Um, in, in 1999 that it is like right now and then the cell phone them itself wasn't able to help you get in and out you know what I mean you had to find like a hard line remember yeah like, but it's also, it also lends to the whole like the loop thing of like they have yeah. to have it in this certain time period because this is exactly. when things were like easier to like because obviously if you had the matrix and then you had technology of VR like that would put a fucking huge strain on the matrix, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, <laughs> widespread internet and like all these other things. So like, yep. it's super easy if they write it correctly. It's Pot. super easy to explain all this shit away. Mm-hmm. Pod three hundred's been in VR for fucking three hundred hours, and he, all he's doing is watching porn. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> but VR is like it's so crazy right now, though. We're like we're at this precipice of like oh, first yeah. of all VR, and then like replacing. Uh, parts of our bodies with like cybernetic things and like implanting machines into our body and people just they don't get it like uh, it's it's when I reflect on my life I get very sad that I'm probably gonna fucking die just before Mm -hmm. literally literal immortality on some Mm -hmm. level but also the immortality of the first people are gonna get into it's probably horrific so the oblivion will probably be okay in that aspect because like, what if you're just stuck in a machine and it's just fucking boring bullshit ne- never forget that on uh, uh darling and the franks they were able to be basically immortal but they had no uh sexual desires or genitalia because what's the fucking point of genitalia it's to reproduce and live forever through your children and your children's children and i was like whoa uh it's an interesting concept, but yeah. you don't need genitalia for the most part if you're talking about living forever uh, from an evolutionary standpoint. Obviously, everybody still wants to fuck, but there you go. Well, you should. Speaking of, darling, 
Speaking of Jonathan Frank, I, I, I actually never finished the anime, oh, but I saw like the end clip of actually about why there's why there's uh was it double zero triple zero double zero zero two zero two yeah i know zero something but uh yeah i saw her backstory i was like fuck i need to go back and watch this because like holy shit it was hella sad it's all bad for her and it was just a quick little i don't know like one or two minute snippet it's like fuck yep, what have i not done with my life but also let's just be honest okay like now that i'm older darling the franks are super pervy yeah. Oh, yeah. And like, yeah, we knew it was pervy. Like, while I was watching, I was like, it's kind of pervy, but it's also understanding that they're kids, and it's pervy yep. makes it like mm-hmm. extra weird. So I, I kind of don't want to go back and watch it, only because I know that like that they're like, I think they're like thirteen or fourteen or something like that. Something like that. And like having like a a girl in the doggy style position, and the the guy, the boy being in like the dominant position, <laughs> holding the controls, it's fucking pervy and gross. Um, same thing, like, if you go back and watch Evangelion, yeah, I'm about to say. you know, it's, it's fucking, it, it, it gets gross, and when you go back and, like, really think about it, so, Gee, so yeah, I went back and, I was, I was just gonna say, like, I went back with this question, Trigon, um, and, like, Vash's like, Stampede was, like, a goddamn fucking perv, like, it was hero saving people's life, but he was, like, a, a perv, it's, like, a lot of anime like characters, like, like the heroes, heroes that way, like, like they're kind of on the pervy side. side. Like, like even like, even like a newer anime, like, like if you look at um, Seven Deadly Sins, that's on um, Netflix. Like the main fucking, the main badass hero guy, super fucking perv. <laughs> I, I can handle the comedic effect when it's fourteen <laughs> high school, which almost all, not all, but almost all animes are high school characters. And it's another high school age, like same age. You know what I mean? I'm like, okay, it is what it is. When you get into adult and high school, that's when I'm like, nope, shut this whole thing the fuck down. Fuck all of this. Well, it's one of the reasons why I liked um, Jiraiya from Naruto. Yeah, he was Mm -hmm. pervy as fuck, but he was only pervy for adults. Exactly. You know what I mean? And that's uh, that's what made it like comical, especially because the kids didn't understand. It was just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, why are you so fucking gross? Yeah, and yeah. then like that having uh, you know Kakashi like being a super fan of Jiraiya's like books of like <laughs> picking up women. It was like it yep. was so hilarious. It was funny. Yeah, and, like you, you never, never see him like, like hitting on anybody. Like, like oh yeah, like, you no, know, he does. With, especially with he hits um, him. what's her I name? did. Yeah, yeah. With uh, what the fuck's her name? <laughs> Go, Big uh, titty. Yeah, Big titty. That's all I was gonna say. I was like, how did I explain it a different way? Thanks, Prodigy. Like Kakashi hit on her. No, no, no I'm talking about Kakashi. So Kakashi, I know. Yeah, I know Kakashi was. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Because Kakashi was a huge fan of Pervy Sage's books and stuff like that. But he would never see him hit on any girls. He was always just strictly by the books. But yeah, Jiraiya was like, you know, let me, I, and he's going to this girl's fucking uh, steam rooms to do fucking research. Honestly, I'm just thinking about the whole situation. I think that the one of the main reasons why. Kakashi was such a huge fan of those books is because he knew that we didn't know at the time who wrote it and yeah. that's why he was into the books yeah there you go but when you there first you like when we like when I was first watching it I was just like why is he so into these books but then he was literally reading the books of one of the greatest ninjas of all time there you go so I think that's one yeah. of the reasons why he was so into those books 
Plus, I wonder if he like, like and, you know he likes some pervy oh, shit yeah. too. He's closet, <laughs> closet, closet freak. <laughs> I mean, he kept the mask on. Well, the, the other, the other thing is, like, okay, there's obviously anime tropes. You know what I mean? We, we, we all are aware of them and whatnot. But like, some of them are just fucking hilarious. Uh, I saw some people complaining literally today. Uh, and this is not a spoiler or whatever, but Demon Slayer season two is, I guess, out in the wild. And so yes. one of the main characters is uh, you got a scene with him and he's a, into uh, polygamy or whatever. And he's got like three or four wives or whatever. People are all aghast. And I was like, what? Like, that's that's an anime trope of, you know, harem animes that you've seen for an anime 20 years. Trope. It's a fucking trope for like a lot of like a few religions. Well, of course. Yeah. But I mean, you to me, you can't tell me that you've, you know, you're a fan of anime and have never seen a harem or polygamy or what, like yeah. what? What are we talking about? Like get the, get the fuck out of here. Hey, as long as it's consensual, I have yeah. no problem. Like if you want to have yeah. multiple wives and the new wives are fucking fine with you, have multiple wives and do you? As long as you know you're not hurting somebody else, and it's not consensual. So yeah, because yeah. I'm like pain. Uh, let me stick with anime for just a quick second. Um, I did watch, I don't know, maybe about eight or nine episodes. Uh, there's brand new JoJo. Uh, you know I'm a big JoJo fan. It's on Netflix, and it's uh, Stone Ocean. So they got Jolene Cujo as the star this time. So far, so good on basically everything. My one slight JoJo complaint is the music's not as awesome as it was for Golden Wind. That's kind of sad. Yeah. It's hard to surpass that because... I lost my fucking mind when I saw them playing Jodeci freaking you at the end. That's not an anime outro. That's like 1990s, you know, R&D. It was like you know any of their, you know, their outro. So I remember like when I first started watching JoJo, like the the super deep bass like outro. I think yes. it was like from like a song. That was from like yes, a, it's from, from it's uh, a roundabout, roundabout by yes. Yeah, so like all their like music is for like from like super, you know, Americanized or European, like music. So like the fact that they chose you know, Jodeci for a song. I mean, like that's great. Like I love that <laughs> anime has so many throwbacks to American culture, and we yep. it's like a back and forth give and take, you know. Yeah, but people don't—they don't really, they don't appreciate people that are outside the anime sphere. They don't appreciate it. Yeah, like at all. They—they they think of Japan as like this, like super conservative, like country, and they have like yeah, they're conservative, but they also have this this huge culture of super perverted shit. Like you can buy dirty panties in a fucking yeah. Uh, what do you call them? Vending machine. Yeah, vending machine. And yep. they love, um, at least some of them, a lot of them probably, according to anime <laughs> anyway, love American <laughs> culture. And oh, so, yeah. And I think that, especially as like you know, people of African descent, some folks that are not anime fans are too critical of anime when it comes to like black people because they'll say like, oh, this this character is super. Um, like racist or whatever or but they don't understand that like for japan like they're not doing it in a racist manner like it's they're they're showing their appreciation for the culture you know what i mean like because it, yeah. it, when it comes to like j-pop and like 
shit like that. It's all like it's huge throwbacks. Like everything that I've seen, and yeah, some of it is like stereotypical, but that's like what they're. It's because it's because they're absorbing it through the filter of America, yeah. like not from Africa. Yeah. And they're doing it in like what they believe is a respectful manner. So that's why when I anytime I see, like when I saw um, Octopops from Naruto, and he's always rapping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like at first, like, well, that's fucking weird. But then I think about like, like, probably the only thing that they've seen in Japan is like a black dude rapping. Like, there's, there's yep. not a lot of black people in fucking Japan. Yep. They're just not. So they don't have a history. Yeah, they're always rapping. They don't have a history of enslaving black people in Japan. So when you True. think about when you think about like what might seem stereotypical in a, in an American view, just understand that they don't have the historical context of like slavery and oppression and all the shit that comes along with being an african-american so give them a little bit of fucking slack when it comes to shit like that because it's a filter through america it one of the most awesome and i've mentioned it a million times on this show it's by, by your boy uh shinchiro uh yeah. michiko and hatchin was a straight up yeah ass anime all about a brazilian black woman <laughs> that's just doing gangster shit the whole fucking time and i mean like set it off gangster shit and it was just fucking awesome all the way around and a whole bunch of kicking ass and all all that other stuff um there's been some incredible black characters in anime and folks who don't appreciate it fuck them go ahead blue Dude, I was gonna say for that for that anime i wasn't ready like i wasn't ready for fucking the music the goddamn act the the, the animation style like it was just overall just a fucking dope ass fucking anime and like <laughs> is there i wonder is there gonna be a season two of that or is, did it, was that like a one and done type anime i think i, I think it's one and done of what of michiko yeah so shinshiro watanabe is notorious for doing only a single season for basically everything he's ever done Michiko yeah samurai chaplu um cowboy bebop and what was the the one with the, the outlaw the girls that were sing that were like artists carol and tuesday carol and tuesday thank you very much i knew you had on the tip of your tongue they were that was on netflix right mm-hmm. yeah so he is notorious for doing just a single season but it's okay because i think all of his work i love and i'm fine with him just doing a single season like if, if that's the story you want to tell i'm good mm-hmm yeah, I mean, look, we only got one season of the brilliant interspecies reviewers, and so you know what I mean. Sometimes that happens. Also, high school, high school the fucking dead, dead. like yeah, that. Was a good that oh god, oh, that, that was the anime with the biggest, biggest letdown that we didn't get season two because, damn. If y'all have not watched uh, High School of the Dead, let me just explain one of <laughs> one of the greatest anime shots are like of all time okay, it's literally you'll probably already know what i'm gonna talk about but yep. it's literally a woman with g- gigantic anime titties that falls down and there's zombies coming at them and there's a guy who's super timid and the girl that was that fell down she has a gun i'm pretty sure it's a sniper rifle might have been a shotgun pretty sure it's a sniper rifle it's a rifle she can't get to it in time and he he falls down with her grabs the gun shoots a fucking round ashes <laughs> on the ground with her giant anime titties and when he shoots her titties jiggle and this oh i'm just real quick yeah i understand it's a high school thing but i'm still gonna explain yep. the scene yep 
her titties jiggle as as he shoots and there's a as he shoots the fucking bullet is going through the air and there's another woman <laughs> who's a super melee fighter she's literally fucking slicing zombies up with a fucking sword and she dodges and her titties fucking part like, like one goes up <laughs> one goes down and the bullet goes between her fucking also giant anime titties yep. to fucking brain a zombie love it and love it go watch that fucking show yes uh, so in the in the chat right now i posted the that scene that chronos was just talking about so if you want to look it up look up a uh, high school of the dead in a nutshell <laughs> that's the name of the episode <laughs> that was memory. i could have been wrong that's all from pure memory no, I, yeah, no, you 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 captured it, man. I've seen it too many times. <laughs> yeah, we used to watch it at my old place in Union City. Remember, we Absolutely. used to have like watching parties. Uh, one of the things yep. that uh, K Mac did. This is like super early on in me and K Mac's like relationship. Probably not even a year in. And she's she's an artist, and she literally drew one of the characters uh, from High School of the Dead, nice. and that was one of the prizes for the white elephant gift or something like that. Mm -hmm. I ended up getting it. I, I made sure I was going to get it because it was fucking great. It's somewhere <laughs> in, a, in, in storage right now, but I'm, I'm going to find it and probably put it in the background somewhere. Be before, I forget, before, before I forget, before I forget, right. we were talking about uh, Naruto for a quick second. Lady Tsunade was the one. We, yeah, yeah. There you go, big titty. Got to put some respect on her name. Go ahead. Got to put some respect on her name. Okay. So I'm just saying. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was just thinking it's for High School of the Dead. There's a scene where uh, where the one of the main guys and the homegirl who who got the katana doing flips stuff like that. Like, there's a scene where they get separated from the group, and I guess they're just hanging out, and they end up at some fucking dojo, and then they they don't show what happens. But, but they end up fucking like, like it's clear because like you know they're like the two are getting really close and she's her like her skirt is ripped or whatever and like the guy's kind of looking at her and she he falls back and they're on top of each other and then it just cuts away and like there's some like butterflies go or some birds go flying and stuff like that the next day or the next part is them like you know kind of mess with their clothes and like getting trying to get back to the group it's like did they just fuck like i need that scene <laughs> like yep let me google it and see if i can find that episode oh Hey, real, real, real quick too. Um, going back to JoJo for a hot second. I saw something that pissed me off. I, I think it was Polygon or some other really major uh, news outlet that was saying this. Oh my god, they 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 were praising Stone Ocean, which rightly so, really good show, a really good JoJo series. But they were, they were saying you don't have to start from the beginning; just start at Stone Ocean, motherfucker. That's part six. You're not going to understand anything about stands or the Joe Star legacy or like that tattoo of the the pink uh, uh, star on the shoulder. You're not going to understand a goddamn thing or why jo Jotaro, her father, was uh, uh, with the Speedwagon Foundation and Marine Biology. You're not going to understand shit. The, the anime is not Final Fantasy. No, like what the you don't. Fuck? You don't start at number part part six on some almost anything, but certainly not for JoJo. Get the fuck out of that here! That is disrespectful I, I really to the creators of the show. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? Get the oh fuck out of here! Hold on. Okay. okay. That. that being said, I gotta say it. It it, it will at minimum like at least get new viewers to the show. Yeah. So that is for good. Sure. However, the person that said that 100% was not thinking that. Yeah. They're just yeah. A, a, a person that is not thinking about the words that are coming out of their mouth. <laughs> yeah. That I mean, you can just, 
just just go ahead and, and just watch it in the middle of the end of a story arc, maybe. You know, it's just I'm trying to think of it in like a in video game terms. Like what game it'd be like I'm thinking like a long series. Think of a long series of games that you could just pick up and play without any context of the previous games. I mean, games are a little bit different because you can sort of appreciate some of the gameplay, just the just the pure gameplay. Yeah. But but for but for anime series, like if you started on like let's say the pain arc for Naruto Shibuten yeah, out of nowhere, you're gonna be like, what the fuck is going on with this ninja show? Yeah. <laughs> like, why can't you do all these things? Where? Yeah, why, exactly. How did Naruto just uh, all of a sudden appear with fucking three giant ass frogs? Yeah. <laughs> like, none of that's gonna make fucking sense man so, it, it just is what it is kind of come kind of jump back to high school the dead so kind of one of the reasons why we did season two is because the original um author the guy who wrote the comics passed away like i remember that being part of the story but uh kind of oh, yeah. going i actually i watched this the scene that Carlos was talking about and man you missed out on a whole bunch of other shit that happened in that in that scene it's like literally the guy like he run of ammunition, ammunition, ammunition for his the sniper rifle that he's using, and he goes to hug one of the homegirl, and is like, "Oh, you know, at least I'm like I, I get to see you, whatever, blah blah." And he finds a round on her, on her, like she has like a a, a strap, and she has a clip in the back, and he he's like he goes to hug her, and he finds it. He's like, "Oh shit, this isn't the end," and he literally like throws her down onto the ground. Step in the clip and uses her as like kind of a tripod or to keep the, the sniper rifle steady. Wait, well, hold on, we'll just call it a tip pod. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, it's basically it was a tip pod. But um, so, so he's like, I don't know how many rounds were in the clip, but like he's just he's blasting, like taking out zombies, and like the shockwave of the gun is jiggling homegirl's boobs that he's using as a tip pod, and they're just like the shockwaves are just shaking them right. And Chronos mentioned how the bullet, like, he shot the bullet toward, toward one zombie, and homegirl, just fucking, the one with the katana, is doing all kind of flips and tricks. And he talked about how, like, the, the bullet goes between the boobs, and I'm, the physics of these boobs dodging his bullet, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Because literally, the bullet's going toward, okay, so say it's coming from the, from the right to left. The right boob literally goes down, then back up, then the bullet passes, while the left titty goes down, up and back down again before the bullet comes back like th that that titty should have been blown off like there's it, there's no way that should have happened but he shot twice there's two bullets that he shot the first bullet is a shot that's like okay because she's doing like a she's jumping up in the air and it goes between her skirt <laughs> and it's it's, yeah. it's not you don't see like a side shot of the bullet going between it. you it's a you're on a camera. The cameraman is on the ground looking up at this bullet <laughs> go between this girl's skirt. And it's, I was just, even the clip I showed, like it was blurred out. Like, and the, another thing with the high school of the dead, the girls all wear like fucking lingerie. Like, yeah. nobody's wearing like granny panties or any of that. These are all Victoria's Secrets, like catalog fucking underwear that these, these girls are wearing. Like, even the, the nurse, because I remember the nurse having like milk, mega milks in that fucking anime. But like, mega milks means yeah, tickle bitties. Yeah, it does. I, I, I want to go back and watch this again because right now you can watch it on Hulu, you can watch it on uh, Crunchyroll, and it's on Funimation. So 
If you have any of those features, if you have any of those accounts, go check it out because you're doing yourself a, a huge fan service. But also, yeah, man. I'll, I'll never mind because somebody's gonna be like, "Well, Cronus, you just said it's kind of gross if it's a high school." Yeah, I'll say it again. It's still kind of gross. Uh, it is gross if you think about it in a, a context of actual high school students. It's it's extremely gross to think about it in that context of like yeah. watching titties of high school kids. Yeah. Too. So, yeah. I get you. I get you. But man, fan, fan service and anime, man. Long live it. I, I never wanted to necessarily go away or get westernized. Like, there's something hilarious. And you find it in so many. The, the other series that I love is uh, Food Wars. It has a bunch of it. And Prison oh, yeah. School. Oh, my God. <laughs> There's a, there's a laundry list of stuff we can talk about. <laughs> oh my god! All right, uh, where where else are we going, guys? Oh, real quick, this the you know, the fucking I got this. I don't want to even show the the name of this uh-oh. thing that I'm drinking. Mad. Like, it's fucking gross, and I'm just like powering through it. It is a Spanish cedar and tea leaf uh, cider, tea and it's leaf. fucking gross. Dude, um, Dude, I got. Let me. I'm gonna go grab it real quick. Enjoy. I'm not going to shout out the name of the the brewery that made this, but I these things do not belong together. That sounds like a I'll, shitty I'll, combination. Yeah, I, I will. I'll, I'll read what it says on the actual um, can. It's a golden triple aged in Spanish cedar wood spirals and Asheville Tea Company Asheville Gray Tea Leaves. And, um, yeah, so these things do not, um, go together great. I mean, I can, I can drink it. I'm not going to throw it out without drinking it, but it is not pleasant. It's not pleasant. Mm. And it's 8% alcohol, 8.3% alcohol. But this is, um, one of the most unpleasant things I've drank in a while. God damn. Yeah. Shit. Now, if, if you... Go back and rewind this podcast of when I first started. When I first stopped drinking this thing right here, I'm picking up like a large cup that I usually drink out of. And when I when I first started drinking out of this cup, which is the Black is Beautiful by um, should I forget the name of the company? I think it's Seventeen Percent Drip, um, which is a great company, by the way. It's black what? owned. They make glassware for a- beers and shit. But when I picked this up, and is I that a wine glass? Up, it's not a wine glass. It's a beer glass. It's the, it's, oh, it's the latest Black is Beautiful one. Oh, cool! Because I know the one that you you gracious jo- donated to us to us. It's it's one with a stem, so I was like, oh shit! I didn't know they made a wine glass too. Yeah, or... same same company. But when I first picked up this cup and drank it, look at my face. <laughs> so yeah, that'll that'll. But I'm gonna finish gonna... this a little bit. I think, I don't think. Um, um... Well, who's got it does a timestamp for us? I can't go to his username is for us. Devil Tank. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he watched the, the videos to get like a timestamp to to add that to the list of when he you first drink that, and then you have to. I, he, he, stuck safe. Don't. I mean, I don't want him to do extra work, so don't. No, no. But you, the viewers and listeners, you can. Well, the viewers only. You can rewind it. It was pretty early on, so yeah, I made a gross face, and yeah, it's not great. Stank, stank. So. So the, um, I I bought the cider recently, and the the, the concept sounded good. This is a, a cocoa uh, caramel apple cider, 
Anal caramel apple sounds good. I mean, a chocolate covered apple sounds. I mean, not to me, it's not that great, but I got this. It's, I pay. Oh, I pay way too fucking much for this for a cider. It was. Um, I think the guy rung me up wrong, but it was eighteen dollars for four cans, which isn't unheard of. Like I, I paid like ten, twelve dollars for a fucking bottle of beer, like. Some of the shit that you get, it can be really good. I was like, okay, this shit must be hella good if it's that fucking much. So I got it. I brought it home. And yeah, man, it's this was probably the hugest waste of money ever. And it's it's not good. Like, I'd rather drink fucking sparkling Martinelli. Like, this just didn't, it just wasn't doing it for me, Chief. And I, look, I've only, I only had two of them out of the four. And this is, it's probably been like a good, month a month or two since i bought this like it's been sitting in the back of the refrigerator because i don't i didn't want to fucking touch it but i'm gonna open it up right now and see maybe it's maybe it got better with age holy shit all right um blue uh, i know you said maybe it was last week or the week prior you're trying to get a little back into gaming you want to get down on some uh some co-oping but obviously you got the wife you got the kid you got the a grown man responsibilities are we gonna see you jump on some some call of duty or some goddamn back for blood or borderlands or anything co-op wise uh coming up well man i'm down i mean i have borderlands 3 so i'm always down to jump up on that uh but i just let me know which which one would you guys prefer me to play with you guys with fucking um was Call of Duties or uh, the other game you mentioned? I can't get a fucking name you said. Uh, uh, Back for Blood is really good. I I know I have it, and Old Ninja has it, and uh, my boy Hobby has it. So we've been playing a little bit of that. Uh, Back for or, uh, Call of Duty Cold War Zombies. Pretty much everybody has, including Stitch, um, Chronos for sure, and quite a few others. So I think that would be probably the best one for you to jump back in. I don't know anybody that's really down on playing uh, the newest Call of Duty Vanguard all that much, but it is what it is. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you're down for this this weekend, I'd love to do that and switch it out a little bit. And then secondly, um, I know Old Ninja's playing a whole lot of it. Uh, Halo Infinite looks like it is going to be a killer. It's getting good reviews and people tend to love it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I thought about the reviews, and it's getting like like eights and nines for for game reviews, and it's like, okay, like Xbox trying to have a good fucking exclusive game. I know Chronos probably would say the same goddamn thing, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I always had a good time with the Halo games. Like they're they're fun to play. I mean, I don't understand the the massive fanning behind it because the games were still very fucking short. But I guess it's all about the multiplayer. I think the multiplayer is the one thing I never got a chance to experience, but. Yeah, I mean, this one looks fun. It looks, it looks like a lot of fucking fun. What's your take on it? Uh, have, you seen, have you seen any of the gameplay? Uh, I've seen some of the gameplay. I'm obviously, I've always been team PlayStation. I do not own an Xbox. I don't do any PC gaming or anything like that. But I'm also not a big old hater. You know what I mean? If something's good, something's good. More power to them. I think the competition is always great uh, in terms of, you know, between consoles and whatnot. So if they got a good oh, yeah. game, they got a good game. And I know, uh, like I said, Old Ninja has been twitching some of it out. So I'm down to watch people play. I'll jump on, you know, Twitch and watch some some additional gameplay or multi- of multiplayer and the campaign. I mean, it, it it feels like it's back to the mid 2000s heyday of that franchise. So uh, more power to them. And it, it also reminds me kind of like when Doom and Doom Eternal came back. You know what I mean? Like 
you know, if it's a good shooter and it's having a, a resurgence, that's fucking great for gaming. You know what I mean? It gets newer gamers in there, it gets some of the old heads and nostalgia freaks uh, to jump back on. So, right on. You know what I mean? Is this game, is this game out yet? Like, it doesn't come out. Yeah, until... yeah. I think it's pretty much out on. Uh, I don't know if it's just different modes, like multiplayer or whatever. Um, and then campaign, or maybe the campaign just dropped. I can't remember, but uh, it's in different phases. But oh, and then the other thing I wanted to talk to, talk to you about on uh, the Sony side is they announced the Uncharted kind of bundle with like games one through four or something like that, and 4K and on the PS5 and all of that. Oh, um, shit, he did? I missed yeah, that one. Yeah, the, the only thing that I, I was a little disappointed in, I guess they're not including any multiplayer on it. So I was like, what the fuck? Kronos, we were talking about uh, this Uncharted bundle and and Halo a little bit. Okay, sorry. I'm in, I'm, Wait, what, I'm in kind which... of some pain. I slipped on the one coming out here. And I almost caught my ankle, like, really bad. Oh, shit. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, shit, man. I'm fucking so old. Fuck! God damn it. <laughs> What's that, wait, what the? Hold on, <laughs> just let me just explain something to you right now. Only because it, it has to do with like me and Prodigy. Um, so it's kind of hilarious, but K Mac is talking to Mishka right now. <laughs> it's like she was saying something about like three pregnancies, and I was just like, "What are you talking about?" Because obviously, you know, Mishka is not pregnant for a third time. Because yeah, I mean, if she was. This should be a whole different conversation. Anyway, um, I was like, "What are you talking about?" And she's talking about how long the the pandemic's been, and she said, "21 months has been this pandemic. That's three pregnancies, nine months." And I was like, "No, that's not nine months. Three times." And then she said something else, and I was like, "She said it was 18." And I was like, "No, that's not 18. Like, what? What are you talking about?" It was it was all funny. So like I was I was walking out of my house, I I was thinking about like what she said, and I misstepped down my deck. Oh. And my ankle. So if y'all don't know, like my ankles are um, they're kind of fragile. I've broken it, both ankles pr at least once in my life, and so Damn. I'm very aware of like being careful like with where I step and they've, I've strengthened them and I've gotten them back and one was like still broken like I broke it off my tibia into my ankle that's the way it's gonna be for the rest of my life I'm not gonna get it fixed because at this point it's fucking stupid so yeah I literally stepped down and almost popped my ankle again Good damn I was just like a second and I was just like fuck let's not uh let's not do this so it's, it's, yeah, it, it feels like it's probably gonna be okay, but it's gonna be fucking sore shit in the morning because I've been drinking. You, you, gonna, you gonna ice <laughs> it up? You gonna ice it up? I'm, and no, what are you talking about? I'm just gonna drink more. Some <laughs> testing on that. Uh, future me problems. Uh, but you know what the interesting <laughs> thing is, is that I'm at the point in my life now where the future me problems from years ago are now me problems. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, when you talk about future me problems, eventually you get there. What if? And you got to deal with it. What if? What if? <laughs> what if future you comes up, comes back and start kicking your ass? Like, well, fuck, you should have just iced that goddamn thing. And that's this is the problem. Now, now I gotta amputate my my knee. Future me, now me, one hundred percent can go back to the previous me, and definitely kill myself. 
And if I had a time machine, I would <laughs> fucking beat the shit out of myself about that future me problems thing. Like, stop it. I'm me now. It hurts. Please stop it. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was getting a filling, um, what was it, like two weeks ago, and I thought the same thing. Like, God damn, I should have done a much better job with it from a dental standpoint, because I was like, this shit hurts worse than anything ever. You know, you're drilling into my skull. Yeah, so honestly, when it comes to, like, dental issues, you know what really helped me? So, I mean, I have broken teeth in my mouth. Well, I, I fixed them, but they're temporary teeth. I need to just do the whole Steve Harvey fucking TVT thing. But once I went keto, like all my teeth problems like went away. Mm. Because I wasn't cuz people don't tell you fucking sugar just they sort of tell you but not in enough emphasis. But sugar really degrades your teeth. We're not supposed yep. to eat sugar all the time. And once I went keto, I had literally zero like tooth soreness or tooth issues at all whatsoever and most people don't even realize that sugar is just like destroying your teeth even though dentists tell you all the time stop eating candy and shit but nobody listens to them yep and it's one of the few it's one of the very few professions that they're honest to get you to stop coming to them because mm -hmm. <laughs> because Dentists are one of the most depressed professions ever. That's probably why. But mm -hmm. yeah, you should probably listen to them. Like, stop eating candy and shit all all the time. Like, every now and again is fine. But if you're eating it constantly, yeah. you're just destroying your teeth. Because I'll explain to you like on a, on a, on layman's terms. But the main thing that breaks down sugar is your saliva. Yep. And that saliva is like, oh, we got sugar. Oh, it's in your teeth. Guess what? Your teeth are on the menu too. Mm -hmm. you're, the sugar's on there I'm gonna get the sugar because that's, that's what I'm supposed to do to break it down and it breaks down your teeth so yes. if, if you decide to eat like straight up sugar you need to be aware that it's going to break your teeth down yeah and brush, floss, all you know mouthwash, do it all I, I used to look at the people who uh, would do that like in the middle of the day like middle of the work day a little crazy now I'm just like nah you're a smart motherfucker yep like, you know, it's really crazy. Like, at, at my job in the uh, in the bathroom, they have fucking toothbrushes and fucking floss for people. A toothpaste, like they have little mm -hmm. packets of toothpaste that people can use for brushing their teeth. And they also got tampons, which is fucking weird to see in a band bathroom. But day and age, man, day and age. <laughs> yeah, you can you confuse me for a quick second, and then I got it. I was like, oh yeah, yeah. Let's let's <laughs> talk about that for just a second. I know this is like sort of a huge left turn in whatever the fuck we're talking about. But we're talking think, about Halo. <laughs> we're talking about Halo? Well, fuck it. We're talking about something else now. I guess. Because I think this is more important than Halo. Because when it comes to the transgender issue, like, you all have heard me on the podcast before. I have certain issues with transgender things, but it's not that I don't want them to exist. It only, it's only in, like, a very narrow situation. And even then, like, I'm sort of, like, backtracking on a little bit when it comes to like uh a former man fighting a woman in like mma and like in a, any any sort of fighting scenario because no matter what you say to me if you were a man for you know 18 plus years and then you um became a woman you still have the bone density 
are a, uh, a, the denser, a more dense bone structure than a, a woman that was Wonder Woman for her whole life. Was Wonder Woman and wasn't one for her whole life. I don't think there's a lot of argument there. Like, there's just not. Even when you take estrogen, yes, it will eventually bring down your bone density, but it's still your... The way your body is built is still different. And there's mechanical advantages. That being said, um, I don't really give a fuck if you want to use the bathroom uh, uh, that I'm using, uh, or a woman is using, or whatever. I don't, I don't really give a shit. And for dudes that say, dudes are women, I don't give a fuck. Because it's both at this point in time. And it's the same sort of person that are ridiculous. They're saying, well, we don't want men in women's bathrooms. Guess what, motherfuckers? When I have, when, I'm, when my daughter has to use the bathroom, both my daughters, when they were young, one of them is still young, she's like five, has to use the bathroom, it's just me with her, guess where I take her? I don't take her to the women's bathroom. I take her to the men's bathroom. And guess what? Not once has a single person ever even looked at her weird. You know, we do, she does her thing, we come out, we're good to go. Yep. If, if you have a child, you don't... What single person sends their child to the bathroom alone? Yeah, that 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 would be nuts. And my daughter, when it's just me with her, hates it. Hates going into the boys' bathroom, and and I get it. Yeah. You know, and I say, I'm sorry. It just is what it is. Your mom's not with us right now. Sorry about all this piss on the ground and all the toilets. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, you're you're going to have to come with me. I'm not comfortable quite yet with you just waltzing into the women's bathroom solo and you know me just kind of waiting around or whatever eh, she's almost there you know she's getting there age wise but Han, not quite real quick put a pin in that with your thought process real quick mm -hmm. understand that every I, i'm pretty sure every father because i'm everything you just said 100 valid but yeah. we're uncomfortable with sending our daughters anywhere alone yeah so That's like it. why would you force us to to do that like it's very fucking weird that people just totally overlook this that you know you're worried about transgender people be, transgender people being in bathrooms but the vast majority of fathers are extremely uncomfortable with sending their daughters into a woman's bathroom alone yeah yeah and it's a woman's bathroom or yeah. there we, other women in there. Our perception is that it is not safe to go there alone. Yep. And, th and it doesn't even come into our mind. I can ask Prodigy right now, honestly. Do you think that there's going to be a man waiting for your daughter in a woman's bathroom? Hmm. No, it's not even in our mind at all. No. The thing is, is that we're not there with them to help them when they need help in the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. That or, you know, you, you, I, I will say this, not that I'm getting into the whole gender politics thing, but, you know, there also are some really abusive, terrible, random stranger people who happen to be women yep. who, who, who could be in the bathroom and wish my young daughter harm. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. I need to be around. I'm her father. You know what I mean? Like, like full stop. So there's that. This is gonna be weird because it's, it's it wasn't my child, but I uh, I was watching my two year old niece and we her and I went to we went out to we ha I took out for we went out to dinner, not we didn't go on it. I took her to get food and we ended up going to fucking uh, to uh, we went to Cheesecake Factory. Anyway, so she said she had to go to the bathroom and it's like 
That's what you yeah, said, right? She wanted to go there. No, but you just. Yes. Okay, I got you. But you just the way you said it. Oh yeah. Flirt. <laughs> well, but uh, I got it. <laughs> yeah, she 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 oh had to go to the bathroom, and it's like you know I'm not gonna send this two year old kid into the woman like. I don't know like so I, like I I we went to the I took her into the man's restroom. She went into the stall. I stayed out like I stayed outside the door and I told her if she needed help. Just let me know like I'm here for her. And it's like I, I don't like that much. I like I there I would have never let her go into the woman's bathroom by herself. Like I had to like be there to to I guess to assist in case she like I don't know not fell in but like you know yeah. Just—it's not even about—it's not even about her like not knowing how to use the bathroom or anything. It was just basically being there to fucking protect her. Yeah, yeah. And we know that as men, like we don't would don't want to go into a woman's bathroom because that would make other women uncomfortable with a man being in the bathroom. Yeah. Like, yeah. Let's just be totally honest. And but when yeah. it comes to, to to transgender people, like I understand that like, your life is already difficult. Now I understand your life is already difficult. Mm-hmm. All right. So mm-hmm. I do not want to make it more difficult just because you're just trying to take a piss or a shit like what the fuck yep like and i think that people need to understand that like people are just literally trying to relieve themselves from waste like if you're just trying to put like some weird like red herring of oh well somebody might be a pervert blah 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 but if you if you really thought that then why do you take your kids to the bathroom of your gender yeah because that can still happen of course well let me also just say again i'm i'm right there with you chronos i don't care who's using what bathroom and whatnot none of that bothers me what i will say and this happens pretty often in san francisco and some other cities i fucking hate um the unisex bathrooms that are like multi-stall and shit because here's the thing like and all guys know this at any sporting event or um you know a certain concert venue or whatever the guy's bathroom for the most part is a pretty well-oiled machine of just go in you piss and you get the fuck out of there you add women into the mix and i'm oh my god it's a little bit more complicated it's a little longer of them lines come on now one and of, I'm just like, look, oh, just, just from the, sta- the standpoint of efficiency, I like having the men's bathroom be the men's bathroom and sit in public. And yeah, I, I don't, I don't dig the unisex ones. I don't. No, no, no. Can I jump in off that real quick? Go ahead. Uh, sorry, just, uh, let me jump in real quick. So, uh, if you ever go to a bar, uh, not a bar, but if you go to a beer fest or a cider fest, whatever, anything that calls that deals with a lot of fucking drinking, they usually have outdoor porta potties. Yep. And. The number one hack that you should do is get into the line with the least amount of women in it because <laughs> if it's if it's a line of men, that line's gonna go a whole lot quicker. Like like it's it's interesting. Like I, I can like literally sit there and like watch and see like a line go slower than the other. But if there's if there's one female or two females, whichever one has the least amount of ladies and more men, like that line's gonna go faster. Just life hack for you guys so when it comes to unisex bathrooms i think there is a key thing that every unisex bathroom needs if if you're going to be unisex bathroom you need to have a toilet and a urinal this is how you just relieve the vast majority of these problems okay because what prodigy said is 100 percent correct because if you just if you have a stall and you have to have a, a, a woman most women need to sit down to use the bathroom but if you're a man, you don't need to. Or if you're 
You have a penis. Jesus Christ. I hate having to fucking like define these things, but if you have a penis you can and you had to pee, a urinal is fine. And using a urinal is fucking way faster than using than sitting down they should, uh... and pissing in a toilet. So I if, wonder as long as you have a, a, a urinal and a toilet, I think it can be at it can be not as efficient, but pretty similar as efficient. Because then you just go through the line of hey, you gotta take a piss, you gotta take a shit, you gotta sit down, whatever, you know, and get to the line if, if, if you if you if you have a penis because you can get to the you can get to the urinal that that is that you can use way faster than a woman unless she's brave or has like one of those devices where she can pee standing up, which they exist. <laughs> and if you want to say it's on you, you know, you, you can do that. Like I, I looked it up and there's like female urinals. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of like, it's, it's like a, a, a super elongated toilet, yeah. basically. Mm-hmm. Japanese style. And, right. uh, yeah. But, like, I mean, that's. It's just fucking. Like, I, I think it was, um, most of the reason why you go to the bathroom, like, is to urinate. Like, I think, like, I can't remember what the status was, but you usually go to the bathroom to pee. That's the one thing you're going there for. True. Let me just say this, too. I also. I'm going to stop. I don't want to get in trouble, but I don't think it was so harmful to anybody. Again, if you're not being a dick to anybody who wants to use it, that it doesn't fit your uh, gender normative, whatever. But if you're not being a dick to anybody, there was no problem with men and women's bathrooms. No, like, I don't think so just in general. I, I think the unisex is trying to solve something that really doesn't need to be solved. If you see somebody that is an adult and is minding their own business as let's say is transgender or whatever and is using uh, the the bathroom let them be but you didn't to me need as many unisex bathrooms uh as as you're starting to see let people piss and shit wherever the fuck they want to and and leave it at that it don't solve problems that uh there's bigger fish to fry on problems well, I yes, kind of like, but hold on. I think that when, I, when you said that, I'm thinking of like issues that I've seen as a young man. Of like, just think about it. Imagine going anywhere in public, and there's a line for bathrooms. Which line goes faster, men, men or women? Men. So why why can't we just make? <laughs> both bathrooms just available to wall. everybody to like lessen the the fucking time and i'm not even well, talking about like transgender it's just like just make it available to everybody if you if you feel comfortable in going in either bathroom the this is a, this includes men going to the women's bathroom which why you want to yeah. do that i don't fucking know because it's longer line but i think if if we had a system where we we're, were both comfortable or all comfortable of using either bathroom, like why wouldn't we do that to like lessen the time of all bathrooms? Well, what I'll, what I'll say is this: if like like I mentioned at the beginning, if you let people use whatever one they feel comfortable or want to, even if it's a woman that is representing or looking like a woman, and she wants to, from a time management standpoint, use the male bathroom, more power to her. I don't have a problem with any of that. Yeah, but I don't. But the problem is, that it's the other way too, though. Like, if, if we're gonna open the window to yeah. that, then like, why can't men go to the women's bathroom? And that's well, that's well, that's the issue. Is that they? Well, go ahead. I was just gonna say, 
personally, I don't have any issue with a man if they want to. Again, I've been in situations where the men's bathroom is stopped up and all the toilets are broken or for whatever crazy reason, there happened to be a line in the men's. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to knock. I'm going to announce myself. Maybe I'll try to use the women's bathroom rather than piss on myself if it's an emergency. You know what Look, I mean? I got I have the answer to all this. No more man to win bathroom. It's either you gotta take a piss or you gotta take a shit. <laughs> so if you gotta take a piss, we got we got fucking urinals, we got women's urinals, we got man's urinal. It, it, they all can be just women's urinal. And the guys, I mean, what fuck is pee inside the woman urinal? It's like basically goddamn elongated toilet, like I said earlier. And then we have a bathroom for with toilet stalls. So if you need to drop a deuce, go into the toilet stall room and just do what you gotta do. Well, one last thing. No matter what your fucking gender is, if it's a urinal stand and I'm pissing on the far left side, don't you dare come over to the far left side with me if all these other fucking urinals are open. I don't give a fuck what, what's going on. You're a fucking psycho killer. You're a fucking psychopath. You're a weirdo. Fuck all of you. Hold on. What, what you just explained, I think that if you're a woman listening to this podcast, which thank you for listening to this podcast, but there, there is a unspoken code. Um, amongst yes. uh, men, people most men, people with penises, motherfuckers. <laughs> or if you're at a urinal, you have to like, unless it's full. What if if there's if if it's full, then this code is and not it's a sporting event. Mm -hmm. But yeah. if there is room, say you have three urinals. If if you have three urinals, and I, if I'm taking a piss on the one on the left. And there's the one in the middle and the right are available. The next man that comes in takes a piss on the one on the very right. Not the one in the middle. Yep. Right, not right next to me. You go to the one on the right. Okay? This is an unspoken rule because it's... It's it's like... A, it's uncomfortable like pissing next to somebody unless you know it's absolutely necessary. Yep. Because th there's it's, no it's wall like, in between you, really. Even if, yeah. Why even would you necessary. want to? That, that's the biggest thing. It's a mind fuck because you're just like, what kind of weirdo are you that wants to piss near this stranger that is me? Yeah. Fuck you. It makes well, like, I, honestly, I, 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 go ahead. Sorry, bro. No, I was going to say, one of the, when it comes to like bathroom etiquettes and stuff like that, like, after a movie, like once a movie, like like Avengers Endgame, when that shit came out, that the man, the bathroom for man bathroom was long. And you had to pee in the stall, whatever stall became available, like you were sitting there just going. But, uh, there's like you, you you can't use that kid one like that you know how there's like that one that's like a little bit lower like, you, like i'll use that shit though unless, if, unless there's the kid if, there. if you gotta go you, you gotta know go. what i'll do i'll be like sorry kid yeah <laughs> you gotta wait what, what could be the man like you gotta wait <laughs> my dick's way pinch your little pee pee <laughs> but then again I, I think i think that's that uh bathroom that the, the urinal that's real low for People that are well endowed, you know, you guys. <laughs> but no, so if you, if on YouTube right now, if you look up a video called Man Bathroom Etiquettes, it goes through this whole, it goes through the rules of, of a man's bathroom. And uh, it, it talks about what happened when people don't follow the rules. Like, people end up fucking dying. I, I, well, I, I might piss on your on your shoes. If you have flip yep. on, or I piss on your direct feet. Yep. If, if, there, are, if there are stalls, of it, if there are urinals available that is not directly next to me, and we could do so, like the the skip 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 rule. Uh, you might get pissed on your feet. Well, and here's the thing: nobody has ever. Uh, it's funny that you have a YouTube clip about it. 
nobody's ever told me these rules, but I've always known these yeah. rules. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's just one of those fucking things, and it makes universal sense. Well, you know what? I won't say universal sense. In America. In America. Yeah. <laughs> everywhere I've gone, it makes universal sense. I don't know if it's international. No. I don't. It is, it is not. Yeah, because, I mean, like, for one of the rules is like in a locker room like you know you don't, you don't fucking walk around oh there's an age for this one like you don't walk around the fucking locker room but fucking naked but if you go into like a gym or something like that there's like a, a threshold age where somebody over this age they they don't fucking balls out they don't give a fucking fuck but like 60 year old men always let their fucking dicks hang but like in japan like in the bath fucking houses i mean they probably had that back here too when they had bath houses but like in japan bath houses everybody just free balling <laughs> but uh I was gonna also say that like before with movie theaters before like uh you could pre-purchase your seat it's kind of the similar etiquette with with the movie theaters like you don't sit right next to somebody yeah like you, you give there's a spot in between them you sit like near them like because you know there's that golden spot that's like the first middle section of a movie theater will fill up and people start filling in kind of going outwards but uh I remember this one time I don't remember what movie it was I later went to watch a movie. I was the first one there. Perfect prime seat, middle of the theater, right in front, not right in front of the screen, but like basically middle of the screen. So I got perfect surround sound, perfect view of the screen. This dude fucking walks into the goddamn movie theater, sits right next, right next to me, like, like, like if, if I, if like he was my best friend, just sat right next to me. And what, what made it worse? This motherfucker pulled out a goddamn book. And a fucking nightlight so he can read this book. Wow. And the first thing I thought was like, this dude is going to stab me in the middle of the fucking movie. I'm going to move. <laughs> like, I was like, I am not fucking dealing with this fucking crazy psycho bullshit. And it was, it was a book for the movie we were watching. He chose violence. Made it even worse, no, dude. I got something even worse than that. Worse. Is that when you go to the movie theater where you can't preserve, where you can't reserve your seats, you get there early. You get a seat that you want, and it's great. And then all of a sudden, some asshole asks you to move because they have a, mm -hmm. a large group. No, motherfucker, mm -hmm. I am not going to move because this is my seat. I am fucking sitting here. Fuck mm -hmm. you and fuck your group. Y'all to disperse. I don't give a shit who you're with. I don't give a shit if you have kids. I don't, I I don't need give a shit about any of that shit. Like, you should get in here earlier and fuck all that bullshit. Yeah, Tupac said it perfectly. Fuck you and your crew. <laughs> and the set you claim. <laughs> it's it's first come, first serve. Yeah. We yeah. all know it. You know what I mean? Same rules in porn. First come, first... Oh, wait. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's even funny when, like, a dude with, with his girl, he's like, oh, can you sit, can you scroll over so we can, like, sit next to each other? Like, <laughs> look like your girl sitting on this side because <laughs> I am not moving. Yeah, it's, it's like, my game. People are just... They're, they're so incredibly... Um, entitled when it comes to shit like that. Like, why would I move for you? I don't even fucking know you. Like, mm -hmm. I got my seat. I've never once considered walking into a theater and then asking somebody to move for my convenience. Yeah, that is. So I remember like stupid. Back, back before the whole pandemic. Like, when when the the whole crew like the bin half. If you don't know who the bin half are, so there's there's. There's people on the podcast, and there's like a, another, there's another family. Like there's a lot of people, even people who like we had on a podcast or have been audience or in the in the chat. But uh, if we go see a movie, we're rolling like 
like a good maybe 15 deep and whoever gets there first they're saving fucking spies like we're laying out fucking jackets but we're we're not we're not um like blocking other people from getting seats like we're just you know we're just saving it for our friends like we're not asking people to move this and that like we're we're there to procure a section for the crew and, and it's not like your guys aren't there like your guys might be back further back in line or something like that well, let's hold on let's but we're still still stay fucking safe yes but let's be honest we've done the the whole like these are my seats things before but there are times that i remember this very specifically where people were fucking late as shit and it's like we can't yep. hold these seats anymore and it's like hey nope it was oh, yeah. but you know <laughs> just take it because the person's late and we're not going to fuck up your viewing experience because because there's some people where they, they try to like hold the whole row for like a long time yeah. and it's like if they're not fucking here then fuck them so yeah. like you got yeah, like a sol- I, I would say maybe and this is like max 10 maybe 15 minutes that i'm gonna yep. hold that shit and then it's like hey sorry you got to sit somewhere else and if you're scattered yeah. you're late you know when i say yeah. 50 minutes i mean like this is well before the movie has started. Well before the movie has started. Yeah. All right, guys, let's, let's round it on up then. Uh, man, we going all, we went all oh, over shit. the fucking place. That we did. Yeah. Blue, what you got populating this week? God damn it! Oh man, the weekend's a big fucking weekend. But um, I, I oh, man, I really want to talk about the Will Smith fucking uh, autobiography book he did. Cause uh, there's there's some shit that he says in there that's been fucking trending that's fucking funny. Basically, he says that um, he was at a stage in his life where every time he would have sex, it would cause him to keep. <laughs> so he would fucking like, literally, he would every time he would have an orgasm, he would have like he would have to throw up, and it's like what the fuck? Like this out of his mouth. Will Smith is doing an audiobook and he's talking about this in his book and I'm like, holy shit, like you really fucking said that. But um overall, it was really it's a really good book and I'll probably give it get into more uh next week. But um you, you gotta this, feel pretty as the woman who's uh his former partner. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah, right, like to, to, to my my pussy stink or something like that, but he talks about he he's he's a smash a lot, like mess around with like a bunch of girls, just his heart wasn't in it. Like he he basically was suffering from a fucking broken heart or something like that, but I don't know. It's Will Smith is an interesting character in, in this book, but um, yeah, I I, I I recommend it. It's a, it's a good read or listen or whatever, however avenue you take it. And um, and then like at the end, there's a dope fucking um, uh, not a soundtrack, but a uh, audio clip from him and some other guy doing a song called Will. And it was oh, actually pretty good. Like I know that song. Yeah, it was English. Yeah, right? I'm pretty sure English guy. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, so. I think so. But um, I don't know. Just, you just I just forget like Will Smith rap career. Even though like if you compare it to like the bigger rappers and stuff like that, he kind of seemed like it was a joke. But like the dude has some good songs and like he fucking got his point across and stuff like that. But well, he on. he talks about how- the the problem. It's not a problem, but. When it comes to Will Smith, like the way that he rapped, he, he was a clean rapper, so he, he didn't curse at all. He didn't talk about like gangster or anything, and he became sort of like a a joke or sort of like a parody of a rap artist. But honestly, I like that he stuck with it and like doing his clean rap thing. And yeah, don't get me wrong, I, I have no problem with cursing in rap, like at all. But 
when people were like shitting on him for like not cursing and not talking about certain you know subjects like hey man if that's what he's comfortable with talking about then that's him and people were definitely accepting well, to it so you know it's it's really interesting because he talks about his early childhood and stuff like that and like how he got exposed to rap and like like his first song was um girls ain't nothing but trouble and it's actually it's actually um he caught he got influence from another rapper it's uh shit what was his name dj mac or not dj mac it was i can't remember his name but like the guy literally told a very fucking similar story dude it's, it's such a good story too like he 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 wraps about he wraps it in the audiobook and like i had to actually go back and look it up but i was like holy shit this story is fucking crazy but basically this guy hits up a girl and she's like look come through i'm horny let's get it fucking on dude shows up her man uh her her uh her dad comes home and kicks and he's like he's like i'm gonna kick your ass he's like look dude your daughter's the one that's a slut and this and that and like it was just it was just a cool story it's a it's a fun book it's a fun audiobook to listen to and let's learn about will smith's career and how he went from being a rapper to a tv star to fucking like a big hollywood blockbuster actor or something like that and like this dude fucking worked his ass off and it really shows his impact it's really you really understand how the shit that's going on with him right now is like okay will smith is he's he's been through some shit uh but uh, other than that, I will talk about. I'll, talk, I'll try to talk about that more next week. But um, this weekend is the sweetest birthday. So Saturday is the sweetest birthday. She's gonna be turning twenty-one for the umpteenth time. <laughs> we'll give her her age. <laughs> uh, but yeah, her birthday is on uh, on Saturday, and uh, we're actually gonna do a family photo shoot on Friday, which is, should be fun. Uh, I'm taking Friday off so we can you know hang out uh, with our little one. Um, but I started watching uh, Young Justice. Uh, Young Justice. I, I, earlier this week, I, I I gave shit about it, saying like, okay, it's too lovey-dovey story about Super Superboy and Miss Martian. But then all of a sudden, this shit just took a turn for, to the fucking left, which is fucking crazy. Also, the Flash has been pretty good on uh, the CW. Um, it's we got like a little bit of a Elseworld, not Elseworld. Uh, Oh, what's the name of the negative force? Not the negative force, but the negative universe that's in the comics, like where we get like the the Batman who laughs and stuff like that. Uh, the Dark World or Dark Universe? Yeah, Multiverse? yeah, yeah. So we, yeah, we got a little bit of the Dark Universe. At least I got a little taste of it. I thought at least that's the impression I got. But uh, the Flash has been doing pretty well. But uh, yeah, just, just my little kid, like, like this. Like so, he like he he this kid can officially crawl. Like he's he's doing an army crawl, but like he's fucking moving and grooving. And it it's funny because we we his little play area we had like like body pillows around him, so like you know he couldn't really get over it until like one day he was like, you know what? I think I can get over this. And he literally like like eighteen wheeler over it. Like he went over one side and then like he rolled over it so he can get over the fucking pillow. And I was like, whoa, what the hell? And the first thing he did was grab a power cord. I don't know. He he um, yeah. He grabbed the power cord and pulled on it, and there was a heater by him that almost fell on. I'm like, okay, we need to fix this situation. So we had a little. We Cronus uh, got us uh, a little playpen corral thingy. So now like we got his 
we got his room kind of roped off to where he's a little bit more safer and stuff like that but uh yeah this kid just keep growing and growing and like it's it's crazy like seeing his personality change and stuff like that but yeah man it's 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 nuts those are for me good shit Cronus. what you got i'll keep it kind of short but i went this week has been one of the most difficult weeks of my entire life especially as a parent this is like the top three most difficult times as a parent that i've had in my entire life um i'm not going to go into a lot of details but uh yeah there's things that you go through as a parent that nobody talks about and it's traumatic and i think people need to talk about it so I talked to Kamek about it. I, I want to do a podcast about things that happen as a parent that nobody talks about. And she wanted more time for us to talk about things. So I'm like, that, that's fine. Like, we could definitely talk more, which we need to. We've had some some issues lately with, like, communications, which is fine. Like, it, people go through these things um, when you're in a long-term relationship. We've yeah. been together for, like, 11 years now. And you're going to have some hits and bumps, which is fine. But... I might do just like a solo podcast talking about my difficulties in parenting and like how I've grown as a parent and like give people like honest stories and opinions on parenting and like having kids because I think that there's there's way too many things out there where people are just like oh my kid is like an angel they're a prince or a princess or some other fucking bullshit and they don't talk about like how much of an asshole their kids are or you know the difficult things that they have to do with their kids like force them to do things or you know just like really shitty things about being a parent and shitty things that kids do to their parents and like how we we don't react properly to kids being mean to us or things that are outside your kids control or things that are outside of our control that we don't react to properly and we just cover it up to like put on this really weird facade for everybody else to make it seem like oh yeah i'm normal too but nobody's fucking normal nobody's normal everybody has issues and we just don't talk about it and i want to talk about Dude. like like what really happens when you're a parent and we should uh good sorry not to cut you off but uh i mean four people on the podcast we're, we're all like kind of dads like we should do like a a, a spin-off special or something like that where we kind of all just talk about having a kid because i mean i have a newer newer born um elmore it's a guy i know but i know somebody else i know somebody else who also has a kid named stitch <laughs> but he's got it he's got it he's got i got a I got a baby he's got a toddler you got a, a fucking uh not fucking you have a, a a young you have a kid have a five-year-old prodigy's and got like yeah yeah you got a, you got two of the rounds and then prodigy has you know a, a an older kid and he also has like a preteen or i think i don't know if he's a teenager now but i mean we got the whole kind of spectrum kind of covered as far mm -hmm. as having kids yeah i just yep, yep. i, I think that, that people just they're, they're not honest about parenthood and it, it, yeah. this shit is it's hard, but not in the ways that people think that it's hard. Like, when people talk about, like, hard things, they're thinking about, like, you know, kids being difficult 
And yeah, kids can be difficult, but there's also things that you are likely going to experience that has nothing to do with them being like combative with you, like at all. And then once you get to that point and you have to do certain things, it's like, man, like it's, it's really hard, but nobody wants to talk about it. And I've been, this is the second time I'm going through this shit. And I think at this time I'm prepared to like, to really talk about it. And especially because I made a post on Facebook not giving like specific details on what just happened over the past couple days with, with us. But like people have messaged me and they were talking about like shit Dave went through like as parents. And it's just like, holy fucking shit. Like it's a lot of fucked up shit that happens to people. Uh, I'm not going to tell like their stories it's their stories but it's like why are we not sharing these stories and being more open and honest about what it is really like about being a parent because it's it's not what people think it's really not and like when I was younger I'll say it for another podcast but I'll do a podcast about it but it's just there's difficulties with shit that nobody talks about and I want to like air some of that shit out even if you're not a parent I think that people should listen to it because you could be a parent someday whether it's on purpose or on accident and it'll at least you're gonna have to deal with kids at some point in your life no matter what even if you fucking don't even like kids you're gonna have to deal with kids at some point in your life and I will give some insights onto kids' thought processes from my perspective and through, like, books that I've read and things that have helped me deal with children from, like, t- babies, toddlers, you know, preteen, teenage years, mistakes that I've made and things that I've fixed in my own life. And I've had to apologize to my oldest daughter. She's 19 years old. To talk about her and, like, hey, you know... Basically, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing when I was goddamn 22, you know, when you were born. And I I wasn't prepared. So, yeah, but I'm prepared to talk about it now. Anyway, I'll leave it at that. We need to wrap this shit up. No, wor- no worries, man. Man, it's hard, it's hard, to, uh, <laughs> hard to talk about some silly stuff after that. Um, yeah. I, I will just say, uh, just take care of yourself this holiday season slow down it ain't about buying stuff it's about spending as much time as you can um with those that you love and appreciate this time man we're still approaching basically two years of uh the entire world changing and a deadly pandemic going on that's still going on and still killing a whole bunch of people so just appreciate what you have and try to be nicer to people during this time that's all i got yeah, it feels like a uh, what was a Jerry Springer thing. Like, be nice to yourself. And uh, what did he say? Is is that true? Every single time, I gotta look it up. He's was it not super inspirational? Source was it? No, it was um. Was it Mr. Rogers that said that? No. I I can't remember what the fuck Springer had on had going on except for you know, <laughs> all the fights on and it, shit. Baby, on the next thing of it, uh, zip it up and zip it out. Oh, <laughs> Here it is. Our right, old Jerry Springer. I hope you can oh. find some happiness in your future endeavors. Until next time, take care of yourself and each other. I love it. That's it. 
Um, you you know where you can find us all over the interwebs. You're listening to us. You know where the fuck you uh, you found us. Black and the Black yeah. Times Infinity. Google us. Infinity. Every t- every single fucking basic uh, podcast or video outlet for the most part, we're on there. You know what it is. Later.